gentlemen and welcome to no budget nightmares this is mo he's a bad film hating while i skating all the while masturbating that's, that's mo pawn yeah. yeah and with me as always is the one and only doug tilly he's bow, doug bow, tilly bow, 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 number one super bow, guy bow, bow. all right so business as usual mo <laughs> yeah business as usual yeah it's a, you know it's only been three years three years man uh, yeah, the, the last episode of No Budget Nightmares was in March of 2020. What happened back then? What was going on? That was such a distraction, nothing. Mo. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing of note. No, no. If if, if you believe the, the news sources that I subscribe to, nothing happened. It was that Fauci guy did something, and yeah, uh, that Fauci guy in the wet markets and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the world the world basically ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I went crazy. Yep. And uh, and now it is three years later. I'm still kind of crazy. The world still kind of sucks. And uh, we decided to do a new episode of No Bunch of Nightmares. Mo, you might have remembered that when we uh, stopped in March of 2020, I had just launched a new podcast, Cinema Smorgasbord. Yeah. And since January of 2020, when I launched that, I've done 180 episodes. <laughs> meaning that I've done probably 170 or, or around that since we last recorded. Now, listeners, by the way, Who've been so wonderful and patient, waiting for us to get our fucking shit together and record yeah. again. Uh, and people have asked me basically every week since, hey, when do you guys record another No Budget Nightmare? And I'm like... Oh, they they message me too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they do. Yeah. And I hope I don't know what you tell them, but I tell them the same thing I tell thing them the fuck time. off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't ever... I, I'm, I'm, I'm very nice about it, but I always... I mean, I, I'm honest with them. I say, look, you know, my mental health is, is completely shot and I'm waiting for it to get a little bit better, you know? I, what I tell them every time was... When Mo is ready to go, we'll go. Until yeah. then, we don't go. He, yeah. he he messages me tomorrow and says he wants to give it a shot. Then we're going to give it a shot, which is basically exactly what happened last. Which week. is almost exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and uh, for those who aren't aware of this, maybe they don't pay attention to the kind of the larger no budget nightmares universe. It's not like <laughs> Mo and I have not recorded in the last three years. We have, uh, mm. but it's been strictly for commentaries. Yeah, we've done a ton of commentaries. Um, what are we up to? Like ten? It's 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 actually funny to think about. I was listing them uh, a couple weeks ago somewhere, just saying like, yeah, I did commentaries on this and this and this and this and this, especially because of that shot on video set, which was the six movies that really yeah. kind of bumped our numbers up a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Those and are we really... did all we did all of those in like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. It, they were really compressed, so compressed that Mo didn't actually watch one of the movies ahead of time. <laughs> Though if you were not going to watch one, that would be the one that uh, to not watch because it was a compromised movie, to say the very least. 
Yeah. What was that? Humanoids from Atlantis? Humanoids from Atlantis, which, by the way, if, yeah, you can still get that on the Tempe Video uh, site, I think. And if you do, if you get the full Ultimate Edition, Special Edition thing, you can also get a Zoom recording of Mo and myself participating in a table read of the original script for that movie. That was a lot of fun. That was a ton of fun. And it felt like we were being, we were part of something big. And then we just <laughs> sat for another year and a half, two years. <laughs> right. So we, Mo, we, re- we really took advantage of that momentum. Mo, what have you been doing for the last three years? Um, <laughs> you know, it, I've tried so many things since then. Like, I, I think I've gone through like three different jobs since the last time I'm there. And I'm sure. And I'm finally into a position where, like, I feel really fulfilled and uh, uh, it's frustrating as shit. But, yeah, I was going like, to say, it, you must be so fulfilled. When I read about your updates on Facebook, it sounds like both both uh, work that you love and also that you find so goddamn frustrating. Yeah, it well, it is. It, it really is. Um, you know, like, you can't control people's actions. And well, maybe you should tell of, people what the job is, like, just generally. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm an RBT. Like I work with uh, with autistic children, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm helping them, you know, learn uh, life lessons and how to better take care of themselves and that sort of stuff, and uh, trying to help them have a better life. Essentially, uh, it's very fulfilling when it works. It's very frustrating when they don't want to listen. You know, and I'm not like forcing them to do anything, like. That's that's the big problem with my job is that any kind of progress is it's glacial. Um, so it's like you gotta kind of have to take any positive momentum forward and just kind of like accept that that happened and be happy for yourself and try not to let the negative stuff drag you down too much. Is um, it better or worse than cleaning up jizz that people have splattered all over a wall? I mean, it pays better, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you would <laughs> see, that was, that was a bad question to ask. Cause I loved that job. <laughs> oh, you know? our halcyon days. Of jizz yeah, mopping. Like, like, <laughs> like if I, if I could, uh, if I could make the money I'm making now doing that job, I would, but sadly no can do. Yeah. They're just, but yeah, that, so, so yeah, so, so that's what I'm doing work-wise uh i tried uh starting up streaming a few times didn't really go anywhere and then my mental health kind of took a a a a nose dive and a lot of anxiety depression that sort of shit so real fun stuff there i mean thankfully you're living in the greatest state for having mental health issues you you know what you know what the really wild thing about this state is is you're right mental health issues no it's a terrible state for that but surprisingly good services for autistic kids Hmm. surprisingly good you know why because that because you know like they're 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 not thinking that autistic kids are going to turn around and say i'm trans you know right not that that doesn't exist. It of course it does. does. Of course. Yeah. I was going to say, if I, I mean, if you did a Venn diagram of, you know, autism and, and trans, I mean, there's a lot of overlap. There. <laughs> Mo, originally, uh, yeah. this as, as of three years ago, we actually had a movie scheduled for this episode. It's funny because even though our last episode was in March of 2020, we haven't covered a movie since before then because that was a listener special. So we were initially going to cover a movie called, was it Captain Cosmotic? Is that the one that we were going to be doing? 
Yes. <laughs> I'm, rem- I'm hearing the, the 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 synapses firing on your end, Mo. <laughs> well, I just I just realized that I've been I've been quoting the wrong movie for years now. Because for some reason in my head, I thought the next movie we were doing was Operation Dance Sensation, but didn't we already cover We that? have covered Operation yeah. Dance Sensation. Uh, okay, so fuck me. Yes, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. fuck it's, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Captain Cosmon. Uh And in fact, we, we had specifically um, scheduled that movie because it's because a close friend of the show had chosen for, uh, and paid for us to cover it a long time ago when that was still something that people could do. Um <laughs> However, Mo, we are not going to be talking about that movie today. No. Uh, if, if this ever happens again, it, it, that is a movie that we are planning on covering. We mm-hmm. thought, or I should say that that I proposed to you and you were like, yes, absolutely. The idea that it would probably be better to return after three years to cover a movie that people could actually see. Right. Not a movie that I believe he he, he gave us uh, self-translated subtitles for. He did, yeah. A, mo- a movie that is in German, no subtitles. He went out of his way to create subtitles for us. So we, I mean, I feel very obligated to actually cover it at some point, but not this episode. Not that people necessarily seem to care, our listeners, uh, or at least three years ago, didn't seem to care whether they could see the movies or not. Um, and that's the oh. other thing that's kind of happened over the last three years, Mo. Like, movies that we've covered have experienced Exploded in popularity. Mm-hmm. Like the entire Dave Waskovich uh, catalog is now celebrated. You can find it all over the place. It's covered by Rift Tracks and Things is on Rift Tracks. I mean, I feel like maybe this whole shot on video thing, we were on the cusp of it exploding. And then we just, you know, we were like the Velvet Underground. No one listened to us, but everyone <laughs> who did listen went out and, you know, started their own podcast about shot on video. <laughs> <laughs> But Mo, what did we decide to do instead of Captain Cosmotic? We decided to cover the film Zillafoot. Zillafoot was, uh, and I'm I, look. I'll just give you full credit on this one, Mo. You said, "Why not do Zillafoot?" I didn't realize that when you said that that you had owned a Blu-ray of this fucking thing. All I knew is that it was very accessible for our listeners because it's available on the Tubi streaming service, at least where that streaming service is available. But it's also just very, very easy to track down because it's only from, what, 2019. So it's a, a fairly recent movie. Yeah. Easy for people to see. Um, easy to watch? Mm, well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Mo, the IMDb summary, like the plot summary for this movie, is solely scientists battle monsters. That's the whole fucking thing. Yeah, because there's only two characters in the entire thing who keep showing up through the whole movie. <laughs> I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves a little I'm bit. I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I can't help it. What was what was the reason that you thought this would be a, a good movie to cover? And th- I'm saying that with both uh, curiosity <laughs> and blame. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a movie I've been meaning to watch ah. because I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray and on VHS. <laughs> Because the art, the, the cover art's awesome. It's a great, you know? it's a great cover. There's a couple of covers it's, for it. They're all really good. It is yeah. obviously a ripoff of that Godzilla Kong movie. Yeah, of course. Yes, but that's fine. I mean, we're yeah. we we we've uh, we've enjoyed worse covers. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I basically I said, you know what? It's something that I've got available to me right now. You know, let's go for it. I've been meaning to watch it. You know, I. No, I was about to say something mean, but I... I say it. Nice. Say something mean. 
I was going to say, I should have, I should have realized what I was getting into after watching sharks of the corn, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. not very good. Um, you know, but live, live and learn. I, I guess we, uh, and, we uh, one of the things we've preached on the show for many years is that you can't get sucked in by a title and you can't get sucked in by poster art. And I got sucked in by both. You, you, you've got, you got sucked so hard on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Hey, you know what? Everyone gets sucked sometimes. That's, that is the motto of No Budget Nightmares. Everyone gets sucked. Everyone gets sucked. And here in the year of our Lord, 2023, the year that punk broke. The year that punk broke. We're going to be talking about Zilla Foot from the year 2019, directed and written by Anthony Polonia. Mo, do you know who Anthony Polonia is? I'm familiar with the Polonia brothers. Well, of course, we've covered feeders and I think other Polonia brothers stuff on this very podcast. Mm-hmm. But who is Anthony Polonia? Oh, is he not one of the Polonia brothers? Then I'm an idiot. I'd have no idea. No, you're not an idiot. Hey, Mo, am, don't be so I down on yourself. Am uh, I an idiot? <laughs> he's part of the. He is the son of Mark oh, Polonia, who I Mark see. shows up in this movie. But Anthony is his son. I found an article. That from the Wellsboro Mansfield Gazette, which is about, uh, says, Polonia's passion for filmmaking leads son to follow his own interests. And this is all about how his son, Anthony, uh, used to help out on the movies. And it says, after a while, he did start to find the process fascinating. His interest is more in special effects and writing. <laughs> which is Clearly. That the, his interests differ a little from mine. But he has a creative slant. And where that takes him is up to him. But the seed was planted much like mine, just in a different way. I mean, it's pretty nice, right? A father. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, the Polonia brothers are legendary. Mark uh, Polonia continues to make many movies also available on Tubi right now. <laughs> in fact, <gasps> Mark, in uh, uh, 2022 alone, Mark directed uh, Rest in Peace Van Winkle, Rip Van Winkle, Real Monsters, House Squatch, Feeders 3, The Final Meal, Sharkula, Amityville in Space, and Doll Shark, all in 2022. I feel like I would have enjoyed all of those more than I enjoyed this. Now, you don't know that. And again, you're getting ahead of yourself. And I'm getting thing, ahead of myself. I'm one sorry. thing that longtime listeners probably are very aware of is sometimes after talking about it, you learn to appreciate it a little bit more. There, there are definitely a handful of scenes in this that I really enjoyed for one reason or another. So, yeah. Well, well, guess what, Mo? We'll get to relive every one of those scenes because we're about Yay! to go through this movie scene by scene, as is our want. Whenever we start, I say whenever we start, like we have done it in the last three years, but whenever we've recorded our most recent episodes, I <laughs> yeah. always think about the response that we got to our Metal Noir episode where the director listened to it and he was like, they just go through the movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're right, buddy. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> no. That's what we do. <laughs> well, that's what we're about to do. Mo, how does this movie start? All right. So the movie opens up with newsreel footage. Uh, yeah, like and, Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, like Citizen Kane. Exactly. Rose, <laughs> Rosebud. Uh, <laughs> and let's see. We, we get some voiceover that says, mm-hmm. in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Then God created man. And man created war. Yeah. Yeah. War um, changes, just like Fallout told us, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, they talk about how the war unleashes a bunch of ancient monsters, and there's a ton of intercut footage of various kaiju 
Um, I put in my notes here. All of the footage here is cooler than anything that happens during the movie. What if I uh, was to tell you, Mo, that I wrote down every single movie that is clipped in this particular section? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> that, they're all released in some way through SRS, the same company that released this film. Uh, it starts with uh, footage from Raiga, uh, or so I should say, they say the name of the monsters on the screen. Raiga from 2009's Raiga, God of the Monsters. Gappa from 1967's Gappa, the Trifibian Monster. Kanga from Brett Kelly's 2020 action comedy, Kanga TNT. Rigo from 2008's Rigo, King of the Sea Monsters, directed by Shinpei Hayashiya. Oga from 2019's God, Raiga versus King Oga, War of the Monsters. All of them uh, available via SRS, Subrosa Studios. Yeah. <laughs> well, that leads to, I mean, there, while this footage is on, it's just constant voiceover. I think it's Mark Poloni doing the voiceover, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And uh, and this is, uh, it kind of culminates in this little bit. Not only had the H-bomb released monsters from their slumber, but attracted attention from visitors from beyond the stars. So that gives you a sense of what that sounds like. Yeah. It's very emotional so- stuff. <laughs> I got a question so, for you, Mo. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like background at the beginning, right? It's given us all this information. It goes into uh, outer space got explored, 2031. I think this movie takes place in the future. Is that correct? I, I assume. It's like like they talk in this opening bit how they found other worlds like Earth, and that ended up leading to kaiju have. At the point that this movie starts, the kaiju attack the Earth semi regularly. Yeah, they're yeah they talk about that pretty frequently. Yeah, except it doesn't really make any sense when you think about it, even for like two seconds. Right. <laughs> but also, like, it, I, there, there is a suggestion that this all takes place in the future. It doesn't look like the future. You know what it looks like, Mo? Twenty nineteen. <laughs> And that will lead into something that I think we should talk about even before we get into the first scene, which is that a majority of this movie, Mo, is dubbed. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I get it. Do like, you? <laughs> no, I do. Because if they're, if they're, try- they're trying to make it aesthetically seem like a kaiju movie. Right. You know, so like half of the characters have Japanese names. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Um, but they are not yeah. Japanese. Let's make that extremely yeah. <laughs> clear. They, they are, are mostly Caucasian people speaking with somewhat stilted accents dubbed over of their own voice. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and all and I would say all, but the majority of the dialogue is dubbed mm-hmm. um, in that classic kaiju style. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, so it seemed to me like that's what they were going for. And and I and I understood that pretty early on, you know. Like it's but but then it gets confusing because there are scenes where it's not and that's weird. But it, it's also a movie that is and this is another thing that to establish right from the beginning. This is a comedy, so it doesn't take oh. itself very seriously. And every once in a while, it'll have like explicitly comedic scenes, but the main core of it is played somewhat straight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's as close to the, a tonal accuracy as we're going to get in regards to this <laughs> <laughs> So it's confusing at the beginning. All you need to, to really know is that it takes place in a world where kaiju attack the earth. Of course, kaiju, giant monsters, and classic Japanese movies. Um, 
and uh, and and people in it are aware that this is something that can happen. And then we lead into our first scene, Mo. And what happens in the first scene? All right. So we've got a gentleman sitting out in a field, uh, setting up some gear. He's wearing a headlamp. Uh, <laughs> he calls on the radio for a man named Fox, I believe. Yeah, like Fox Mulder, maybe from uh, the X Files oh. TV series. See, I didn't even put two and two together there. It's all right. He was watching it's, the it's, skies it's, is all. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, he can't get a hold of him because he is off getting snacks. Mm. I mean, who Relatable. wouldn't want? Who wouldn't want snacks? You know, and apparently they are part of what they call the sky watching society. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess I mean, if it was a world where things fall from the sky and then turn into monsters, you probably would have probably more. Um, refined versions of what these guys are doing. But hey, in fact, we in, even in our world, I think we have people just like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the guy with the headlamp, he sees something crash. And the first guy says, oh, maybe it's aliens. And they try to convince him to go to go check it, to, you know, to go check on it. But he's like, no, I want you to call the cops. And here's where the funny comes in. He can't call the cops because the cops aren't answering his calls anymore. Right, because he's a wacko. Just like here on Earth where we have wackos constantly calling. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he decide, he decides to quit, which I thought was funny. He's Because his outro line I thought was pretty pretty funny where he goes, uh, he goes, could probably get better snacks someplace else anyway. <laughs> it's funny because, I mean, long-time listeners of No Budget Nightmares know that we're like really careful to write down the names of characters, but this is a movie which introduces characters constantly and then they never show up again, including these two. It's just meant to establish that there's a meteorite that has hit the earth. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it ends with the gentleman with the head, uh, the headlamp on uh, saying this. Maybe we should take up bird watching. <laughs> I'm going to forget this ever happened. <laughs> I was really sad. I was really sad when he didn't show up more in the movie because that's the last time you you see him. Either of those two. Sometimes uh, characters show up, and I'm wondering, did we see them again? Because there's one character that ends up showing up quite a bit later on that I think is supposed to be a character we saw earlier, but they have changed their hairstyle, so I don't know if there's. <laughs> hey, look! I was paying attention. I wrote notes. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I, I've got all my notes here. I, you know, I, the half of the names are wrong. I know that for a fact, because by the time I got to the end of the movie and I found out what the character's actual name was, I'm like, oh, well, now I have to go back and fix it on everything. Um, In your defense, is, Mo, I believe that some of the characters call other characters by different pronunciations of their name. So it's yeah. not your fault for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where do we head to next? So next we uh, we we meet up with some uh, I call them military nerds. Sure, um, absolutely. And uh, one of them says this. <laughs> okay, let's just jump to the dialogue. I I really got a kick out of this. Let's listen, sir. Satcom just updated us with images <laughs> of the UFO. Cut. <laughs> Christ. Get the ERU warm ready. ERU war room. It, it hasn't been used in years. I mean, what, what are the chances of it's going to double time? I need access to those records ASAP. Yes, sir. So these characters, uh, Mo, are Captain Whitmer, who is the more in control person there, who's yeah. the director of the emergency response unit, and Corporal Fort, who is the guy who fucked up his line, and they decided to just leave it in the goddamn movie. <laughs> I, 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 
I, I, I thought that it was really funny that the captain says, did I stutter? Because the other guy can't seem to stop. <laughs> He's like, no, you didn't, but I sure did. Several times. Uh, Whitmer does ask the corporal how his wife is doing. And he says that she, this is like a joke, right? He says she's eight yeah. months pregnant, even though they've, they've been in this place, I guess for three years. And three he's like, years. It's a goddamn, goddamn miracle. miracle. <laughs> yeah. But it is important to establish that his wife is pregnant for reasons that will um, happen a little later on. Yep. And so. then we, <laughs> and then we cut to, I mean, is it really that important that we know this? I mean, <laughs> it'll save me some explanation later. That's true. Okay. <laughs> So next, ne- we find ourselves in the in the presence of some aliens. Next, mm-hmm. who uh, don't speak in a traditional sense. It's more warble glurgs and clicks, and you know, but they but they subtitle everything that they're quote unquote saying. Um, Not everything, but most of it. Well, <laughs> s- several of the things that they're yes. saying, and they command Zilla Foot to rise. Right. I guess the idea is that the aliens were already on Earth, but Zillafoot arrived in that meteorite. Or maybe it's that other creature that we see later that was in the meteorite and Zillafoot was just there the whole time. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know much. Of, that's another thing, Mo. Like, are you a big kaiju guy? Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I'm just asking questions here. Yeah, big be- time. Because the people who made this are obviously legitimately huge fans oh, of yeah. kaiju movies. Yeah, look, look, you can say you can say a lot about the people who made and are in this movie and we will. But the one thing you cannot deny them is that they are huge Kaiju fans. Yeah. And they really wanted to, and they have made several Kaiju movies. I, I wonder if there's a feeling like, Oh, we know we can't make a good one. So we'll just make one. That's kind of a joke. And that's not like an uncommon thing. I watched a Japanese Kaiju comedy recently that starred, uh, professional wrestler uh, Kota Ibushi. He is the the. Oh it's like God. an Ultraman movie, except instead of turning into Ultraman, they turned into Kota Ibushi, and then turned into Minoru Suzuki. Um, Jesus, yeah, that's right. And at, at one point, Kota Ibushi does a uh, a wrestling move off of a skyscraper onto the <laughs> monster that they're fighting. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna need to watch that because that that is ticking like all of my boxes. <laughs> Well, what do, the aliens say that Zillafoot should rise, and then what happens? Uh, we get the opening credits. Opening credits, where we see silhouettes of the monsters, and we hear the classic Zillafoot theme. Very familiar. Let's have a little listen. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> right? Joe, Joe, Joe. I mean, it wasn't just me. That sounds a lot like Samoa Joe's theme, which itself that sounds is already so a, much. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we should maybe elaborate a little bit. Samoa Joe is a professional wrestler who wrestles for the AEW promotion, and his entrance music is, I think, both a tribute to Godzilla and Donkey Kong at the same time, and mm. it uh, it sounds a lot like that. Yeah, it does sound a lot like that. Uh, I mean, it's great. That's that's killer music right yeah. there. You know, it's perfect kaiju music because it's ripping off the biggest <laughs> the biggest one out there. <laughs> um my favorite thing about the the silhouettes of the monsters as they as they go through the credits is like it's all these big alien looking monsters or big, you know, whatever like odd looking creatures and then just a shark. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, he, they know which way their bread is buttered. <laughs> They're always, they probably figure, okay, we have all this shark shit from all the other shark movies we've made, just in right. case we run out of time. I mean, and this movie just barely limps to 90 minutes as it is. There's so much filler. <laughs> There's also but, a publicist credit in the opening I thought was kind of weird. You don't see a weird. publicist being, I mean, I guess they probably did a lot of the work here. Was that Ron Bonk? Uh, I can't remember. I know Brett Piper is involved, and there's also a lot of fake names, both here and in the closing credits, where there, it's basically just the Mark Polonia and his son and Brett Piper and Ron Bonk. It's basically, they basically did just about everything on this <laughs> with different names. Nice. It's the opposite of the lesson that we've seen in a lot of the uh, 90s shot on video, where they'll just list their own name again and again and again. Yeah, I, I much prefer... It, it's very... 60s you know yeah. uh classic exploitation to to you know to have a crew of like three people but to list 50 different names so we uh we cut to several identical looking buildings mm-hmm. uh where we find flash uh, uh, <laughs> who um is a character who appears fairly regularly <laughs> through the movie yeah uh he's watching an old monster movie because of course he is right um, and he gets a call from a woman named Missouri. Right. And that's like a joke, right? Her name is like, it sounds kind of Japanese, but it's also just Missouri. Yeah, it's just Missouri. What is Flash's occupation? I don't fucking know. I really don't. Because there's a scene later in the movie that just comes out of fucking nowhere. And I have, I, I just don't know. I mean, I guess we need to go with the idea that both Flash and Missouri are journalists, but that is not something that's ever confirmed through dialogue. You just got to kind of infer it by the things that they do. Yeah. But they have a previous relationship. Uh, Missouri and Flash, they have like a combative, maybe even flirty relationship. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd use the term flirty. She seems to pretty much fucking detest him. Uh-huh. Uh, but well, that, that's how all the flirting in my, my past has, has, has shown itself. Fair, fair point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she asks him to uh, to take her to where the meteor landed. She even promises to do that thing he always wanted her to do. Uh, whatever that could possibly mean, because we never find out. Right. But stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I and then he agrees, and we cut to her basically stealing some equipment from the from the office that she uh, may or may not work in. That she may or may not work at, and there's a guy there who barely attempts to stop her. Yeah, and it sounds like this. Yeah. Yes, I do, but you realize you need special permission to take that stuff out. You can't just take it and walk away. Watch me. Oh, I am, and I like what I see. I don't Jesus. think so. I have a feeling I know what you want from me, and my answer is no. So that gives you an idea of what the audio is like in this movie, uh, which, yeah. again, it's all dubbed over, and she is the only one kind of doing an accent. What kind of accent would you say that is? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, sometimes it's kind of French. Sometimes it's kind of Russian. Uh, it's never consistent. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy, he, his name is Archer, by the way. The, the He sees her take the equipment. He tells her to be careful. And she's like, whatever. And he is, of course, awful and sexist to her because he is a man. Yeah. And as she walks away, he goes, Missouri, danger zone. and that brings us to the scientific command center mo Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was taking a drink. <laughs> I was just prompting you. <laughs> I know you were. Uh, so what do we got here? Uh, we get some scientists. They're talking about science shit. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, like all of the science stuff in this is... is, is it's just, ludicrous, but... Yeah, it's it's, it's techno babble yeah. jargon. Um, I didn't catch the name of any of these guys. Okay, well, the, the, there's two scientists who come in and talk to the main scientist. The main right. scientist is Dr. Kasky, and he's played by Mark Polonia. So that's the notable guy. Though I have to say, listeners of No Budget Nightmares... Where this character ends up is actually the funniest thing about this movie. I don't know if that was the plan the whole time, but when we get there, I will laugh because it is so ridiculous what ends up <laughs> happening. But yeah, so they're basically there to tell him, hey, Dr. Kasky, have you heard about the meteorite? Uh, and he's he's like unimpressed. And he somehow has missed the fact that this is like huge news all over the newspapers. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, he has the pretty standard belief that, well, it's just a meteorite. It's probably going to be tiny. Who cares? You know, he doesn't realize that it's still this massive thing. So he decides that he wants to study the meteorite directly, like up close and personal. Also, you think that in a world where, again, giant monsters have attacked previously, that he would be a little more interested in things falling from (laughs) space onto Earth. You would think, especially since like they have entire branches devoted to studying the potential of, you know, alien invasions and whatnot. Yeah. And he is particularly involved with those branches. So yeah, uh, directly involved. Mo, these scientists pass Dr. Kasky a newspaper. What's notable about this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's, oh my God. This, this is, this is one of, this is arguably, my second favorite bit in the entire movie. The newspaper just has printer sheet just taped to it with stuff written on it. I think it's all in Japanese, right? Here is what I think it is, Mo. So there's two things. And the first one you may not have noticed. The first thing is that when they pass him the newspaper, at first it's an an English newspaper. Right. All the writing on it is backwards. Because I think they had to flip the image for some reason. Okay? So first they've given him a backwards newspaper. And then there's a jump cut to him reading the newspaper. And I don't think it's printer paper. I think they have photoshopped a square of a Japanese newspaper on top of the image. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, like it really just looks like paper taped on there. I mean, you may be right, but it's, it's... Well, I don't have the Blu-ray. I was watching the Tubi it, version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen the crisp lines in a, in, on that on my 4K TV watching this. Um, yeah, he said, knowing full well that he watched the Tubi version on his computer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, that oh that newspaper, good lord. Anyway, what do you think the thought process there was? I don't know. It's like, it's not even remotely this. I mean, I get it. I, the thought process was probably, it'd be really funny if we hand him something and the writing on it is, you know, and the area that's written on is a completely different color, like being obvious about it. Cause there's a lot of stuff that seems really obvious. You know what I mean? Like. There are shots where actors are clearly looking off to the side to read their cue cards. 
You know, there are shots where people are clearly reading their script from directly from computer monitors or from scripts in their hand. You uh, know, the classic game we play on No Budget Nightmares, shoddy or intentionally bad. Exactly. And that's and I, I look, I, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm just going to say this. I wish low budget directors would stop doing this. You know, like if you need to do it, do it. That's fine. I, I have no problem with shoddy. I, I get so irritated when it seems intentional. This is like, I feel like this is an epidemic right now, right? If you go on, it's not, on TV, yeah. there's literally hundreds of movies where it's just people fucking around. And it's just like, huh, we're not taking it seriously. You shouldn't take it seriously either. It's just like, man, just try once to take it seriously and see what happens, right? At least right. give us something. Yeah, because, you, might, you might strike gold. Yeah, who knows? But it's just like, if I feel like you don't give a fuck... Or even that you give a little bit of a fuck and then you give up. That's right. just, to me, that's a real turnoff, man. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, we, we've always said that we're willing to forgive a lot, you know, if the people seem genuine or, like, they look like they're having a lot of fun, you know. Like, we, I mean, fuck, man. Like, how much do we love Suburban Sasquatch? You know, that's so, a shoddy, so, that's a shoddy fucking movie. Yeah, but those are people who were trying to do something. They were trying to, they were trying to make art. Yeah. And they threw themselves into it. Which, <laughs> God bless them. God, hey, God bless the fucking success that they found. I mean, I don't know if it's been financial success, but there's been some, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mo, we move into the <laughs> ERU war room next. Yeah, don't ask me what ERU stands for. Emergency response units. See, Thanks. I have all the answers here. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> And now we have Captain Whitmer and Fort there once again together. I like how they mentioned that it's built for alien threats and that it's never been used. I thought that they were being attacked normally. Maybe the other kaijus have not been alien kaijus. Yeah, they've been, you know, terrestrial bound. Yeah. Yeah. If that's even a kind. sentence that fucking makes sense, but whatever. Yeah, they've they've they they've they've been from within, not from without. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. Um so we see the corporal uh shows that the aliens have been uh seen in a particular he holds up a map and mm -hmm. it's clearly like the United States like western coast of the United States. Um I think he points somewhere in California. They never do they ever really like say where it takes place. Say where it so. takes place. Yeah. So I mean I guess Somewhere in California. No, um, probably Ontario, Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where all the best movies take place. That's right. <laughs> but it's so, so they're, it's again, it's Fort and Whitmer. Whitmer says that they need men on the ground yesterday, but I wanted to ask you, Mo, did you notice what's going on in the background in this scene? No. There's a blackboard and it has a bunch of different creatures written on it. Oh, you know, I saw the blackboard. I just did not pay any attention to it's it. It's okay. I'm here to pay enough attention to, for the both of us. That's... Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not... not the one who's known for paying attention. No. I'm the one who's known for yawning and saying, yup. Yeah, that's right. See? so And I... I'm doing really good this episode not doing that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> frankly, Mo, we have a long fucking way to go. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We're, we're not even on sound clip six yet. <sighs> um... We're 12 minutes into the movie. <laughs> But we uh, on the on the uh, you can't see everything that's on the blackboard, but it says Fountain of Youth, Demon, Yeti, Leviathan, Giants, 
Eden and Lucifer. Ooh. Yeah, so I, I put Amityville before all of those words, and you have new Tubi titles added. <laughs> oh, I, I love the, the weird trend of Amityville everything. I thought it was a thing that uh, only I was uh, generally... I mean, it's not that I was only the only one talking about it. It was something that a lot of people noted, but uh, I think it was yesterday, as of the time of this recording, Red Letter Media released a video where they were really like talking about the trends on Tubi for low-budget stuff. They right. they were actually mentioning some of the things that we've mentioned on this very episode, the idea of trying basically to trick people through the titles, through the, yeah. uh, art, the poster art. And they were right. The art is getting better. It really is. The art is getting fantastic. Like I almost, I almost want to just become a collector of the box art. Yeah, you know. But they, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Adam Riot Thorn. Yeah, mentioned that they they mentioned. I think it's his movie. Yeah, Amityville in, Outhouse and Amityville Outhouse. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah. No, I mean it. it uh, they weren't necessarily saying it in the most complimentary way. No, I don't think they were at all. But I think, I think. I think Riot understood where they were where they were coming from. Yeah, one hundred percent. So we they have those men, uh, Whitmer and Fort, in the ERU war room, and then mm-hmm. back at the other place with the scientist, Doctor Kasky, he brings men into an elevator. Yes. Yeah, and he ha- he has this to say: We have to travel two thousand feet below the building. Two thousand feet? <laughs> Why? Is what you're working on dangerous? No, it isn't. <laughs> this project must have cost a pretty penny to have a secret facility under a research building. It sounds pretty suspicious to me. I don't know if Ooh. the acting is bad on purpose, but I do know that when you have when you're trying to dub um, things that have already when you're dubbing a language that's exactly the same language that's being spoken, that's really hard to do the timing, and they ran into some issues in this particular sequence. Sure did. <laughs> the timing is a little bit off. <laughs> Why is the work your is what you're working on dangerous? Sure. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so like he's going to like this underground facility. This is by the way, it's so funny. Two scenes in a row where they're going to like secret fucking facilities. Yeah. And they explain that the Japanese government built this facility after New York and Hong Kong were attacked by kaiju. So the idea is like there's all these resources available. Um but this is a really important scene because it introduces Mo, the idea of the GXG1. What is the GXG1? Um, it's <laughs> it's a plane. It's a fucking plane. It's just it's it's supposed to be like a, a spaceship slash plane. Yeah, thing. he 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 goes off on all the things that it can do, and it's like okay, cool. Yeah, you know, it can travel from here to Mars in a matter of days. Right. Which is really the only impressive thing that it really seems to be able to do. Like it can go down to a depth of like. I don't know, 3,000, whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, who cares? Move on. We get it. It's an, it's an important plane. It, um, yeah. It, and it's, it, and it's, oh, and it's powered by the movement of light. The movement of light. I don't Which, understand why he thinks this particular vehicle would be useful in battling. Well, they don't even know if there's anything to battle at this point. It's just that the meteor right. landed and he's I, like, Yeah. My, my my question is, how is that useful in space? The light? Where, there is no fucking light in space. Like, how does how how do you harness the movement of light in space? Oh, there's still light, right? The sun I mean, is guess, still there. 
Yeah, the sun's out there doing its stuff. Yeah. Superman can go into space and no problem. He's from space. He is from space. <laughs> I like that we're comparing this to Superman. You know, the scientific uh, standard the, in this case. The science standard right there. <laughs> so that scene um, just ends, by the way. He introduces yeah. him to this spaceship and then it so, ends. So there, there is an introduction here, a little sneaky introduction um, to a character who becomes more important later. Uh, and that is while those guys are walking the hallway to get to that elevator, we see this gentleman listening in hmm. and it turns out that this guy is, well, it doesn't turn out, but this guy is, is a character who will become important later and we will introduce him when we get to him. <laughs> right. I just wanted to, cause remember we had mentioned that, that they introduce characters who may or may not be there. This is one who actually does show up again, so I figured it'd be important to note where he's first seen. Absolutely. And now back to the story part where Missouri and Flash, they they want to investigate the meteorite. Yeah. Yeah. So Missouri, she has her equipment that she has stolen, and Flash has his vehicle, and then uh, they have this exchange. You know you can help me carry this equipment. It's not light. I'm just the driver. Plus, with gorilla hands like those, you shouldn't have any problems. Classy. Flash is like a character. You know what I mean? He's something. Yeah, she calls him Needle Dick in this. Uh... Needle <laughs> Dick is kind of a strange um, uh, insult, don't you think? Yeah, it's something that a 1980s bully would call the nerd kid. Yeah. You I mean, know. look. I'm not, not saying it would be here anymore. I'm not saying it would be great to have a needle-shaped dick. I, I'm not saying that whatsoever. You think you just call him like no dick? That would be worse, right? wouldn't it? I mean, I'd rather have a needle than nothing. Yeah, that that if you take nothing else away from this episode. <laughs> 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 One thing we haven't really noticed, uh, really noted about it, is that this movie also the editing in it is kind of like sloppy, um, which shouldn't be that surprising, I suppose. But this it's particular not. scene in particular, just like it, it just the editing is really disjointed. So what amazed me about about their relationship was that he seems to be presumably trying to convince her to have sex with him, you know, given what she said before, you know, I'll do that thing you that sure. she always wanted mm-hmm. me to do, you know, but he's so mean to her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how are you how are you going to get what you want if 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 you're going to be mean to her the whole time? But Not then it don't. But then it. <laughs> But then it dawned on, oh, I see, you you signed up for... Uh, Andrew for Tate's fucking... Andrew Tate's <laughs> course. Uh, but then it dawned on me, maybe he's just trying to get her to paint his Warhammer figs. Oh, I see. You know, because that's... That makes more sense. <laughs> Mo, we cut to a new location. What is it? Uh Oh, there it's the scientists. They're hiking... In what I describe as the world's finest free set location. The international waters of low budget filmmaking. <laughs> the woods. The woods. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, Kasky, the Mark Maloney's character, and the two other scientists. They're walking uh, through the woods. They're, they're, they're checking out the meteorite landing site as well. We then see a POV shot uh, with some filter over it, which I guess is supposed to be the POV of the aliens, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Kasky, I don't, like the idea that they're just walking through the fucking woods. Like they, they're they're planning on camping out there, I guess, to find this thing, because they're walking through and they say that they'll rest for the night and continue in the morning. 
And but but meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Missouri and Flash are are in a car, and they're like, "We'll be there in twenty minutes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these guys were presumably closer. Yeah, you would think, and also you, one of them has built a interplanetary spacecraft. You think they could maybe get a go kart or something to go? To? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a go kart, but some sort of vehicle. Something. But it doesn't really matter. So, what's his name? Kasky. Kasky. Yeah. So Kasky seems to think that something is following them. Right. And he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. It is an <laughs> alien, um, and. You did mention the alien speaking. We'll actually hear something from the alien in just a moment. Um, but it the aliens are speaking English with a filter on it. And when right. it's not subtitled, you just have to, like, I think we're supposed to actually understand what they're saying. But uh, we'll <sighs> see how that sounds in just a little bit. Yeah. For those listening and wondering, when are we going to get to the Zilla foot? Well, your uh, patience will be rewarded <laughs> in this next scene where an alien says, unleash him. And they squeeze like a, a, a piece of jelly, and then Zilla Foot appears, Mo. Uh, by the way, even though it was uh, the scientists were resting and presumably going to bed, this is daytime now. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Mo, describe Zilla Foot. Well, let me just grab my uh, copy of the my Blu-ray over Please, here. Please, so yes, because it's <laughs> ideal. It's identical, I should say, to the it's image on the I- front. Absolutely identical to the mm-hmm. image. No, uh, so Zilla Foot has. <clears throat> Oh, please. So you remember... Actually, you know what? I'm just going to stop you for a second. Yeah, please do. Because (laughs) um, the the, the commander and the corporal, they have a conversation about him, and it sounds like this. Sir, from what I can comprehend, it's some kind of Godzilla, Bigfoot hybrid. uh, uh, Zilla foot, if if you will. It's a monkey. That's my favorite line in the entire movie. When 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 the captain just goes, it's a monkey. So it's a monkey, Mo. It's a guy, I should say, in a monkey suit, except instead of hands and feet that are like a monkey's, it has um, lizard hands and feet. Yeah. It's a Godzilla-Bigfoot hybrid, except when you think, if you would think what a Godzilla-Bigfoot hybrid, I don't know why it's a Bigfoot, by the way. Why isn't it just, (laughs) like, why did they go with that? Anyway, um, it's just, yeah, it has... Has silly monster hands and feet, and it's mostly yep, and, just a monkey. And they cut they cut the chest piece out of the monkey suit and replaced it with just deformed, scarred tissue. Yeah, they did of not some go, sort. They did not go the suburban Sasquatch route of just giving it some big it, old tits. giant tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what Zillafoot is all about. So get used to looking at that every once in a while. Oh, uh, the other thing is that Zillafoot, of course, is is has been filmed uh, against some green screen and then just put into some landscape stuff, so it looks like complete fucking garbage. Uh, the, a lot of the green screen on this is really shoddy. It's on purpose. It looks bad. Oh on right, purpose. right. Okay, yeah, I forgot. Oh. You know, my son, he doesn't have really the filmmaking gene. He um he really is more <laughs> into special effects and writing. <laughs> We can tell. <laughs> then what happens? Uh. <laughs> there we go. We reached it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got there. Less than 20 minutes into the movie and I'm already dead. Um, we cut to Flash and Missouri in the car. Flash is asleep and farting, which apparently Missouri finds endearing. 
Um, she says some things never change. Some things never change. That's what my wife says too when I fart constantly <laughs> in our marital bed. <laughs> uh, she turns up the music to wake him up, and then he's angry about waking up, and we get more dick jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he, she. I was trying to think of what happens after that. Like she manages to convince him to stay awake. Uh. I'm not sure if he actually does or not because it seems like she wakes him up again when they get there. But yeah, whatever. They arrive, they get out. Whatever. I mean, she they says, get there. He goes, "I'm up," and she says, "Not according to your doctor." <laughs> <laughs> but as they arrive, we do get to hear the aliens speak, and I have put a little bit of that in here. See if you can, uh, listeners, tell what's being said here. I found you here and heading towards the direction of the base. What would you like me to do to them? Oh, then we destroy them. We can't afford them spoiling our plans. Now, I can make that out, right? It's I found two humans heading towards the direction of the base. And it's it's like when you're just listening to the audio, it's not that hard. But in the context of the movie, it's often very difficult. And it's said, pretty, pretty tough. Yeah, especially because that particular stuff is not subtitled whatsoever. But anyway, the alien is instructed to destroy those two for whatever fucking reason, even though they control a giant monster. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really use a lot of their alien technology outside of their ability to control a giant monkey. No, it's... That's the one flaw with this movie. It's it's the one major flaw. (laughs) (laughs) Infinite technology uses it to control a giant monkey. By the way, Flash and Missouri, they head out into the woods and they get lost immediately. Immediately. (laughs) And he complains because he's just generally meant to be an annoying character. I can't remember if we came down when we were talking before when I asked you what Flash does for a living. What we find out later is that he hosts a major news program on like a CNN style channel. Yeah, uh, one that apparently doesn't have a dress code. Yes, because he just wears his fucking schlubby kaiju shirt. Well, this, but like I'm not I'm not down on it. I wear garbage clothes too, but like you're on TV, buddy. Yeah. At least dress like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Get a fucking bow tie on there. Right? Come on, Tucker Carlson it up. So they end up hearing the sound of Zilla Foot while they're out in the woods. Yeah. And uh, I think she says, I have the feeling that's no bear. Um, yeah, so Missouri, who's always the adventurous one, yes. she decides she wants to go see what it is. Flash doesn't, so she's like, you stay here. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to go. He gets he gets worried immediately mm-hmm. and declares that she'll be back. Yep. Spoiler alert, she doesn't. Um. They encounter each other again way later for completely different reasons. Uh huh. Uh, we get a lot of we get a shot of Zillafoot making a ton of noise, mm-hmm. but nobody. It, but the best part is that is that you can hear him clomping and tromping through everything, but nobody's really paying it much mind. How tall do you think Zillafoot is? Oh, he's somewhere between uh. Five and a half feet and three stories tall. Right. Because sometimes he seems to be the size of a skyscraper. Yeah. And other times he seems like maybe he's a little taller than the average human being. (laughs) But if he was the size of a skyscraper, he doesn't change sizes, by the way. If he was the size of of even like a building, you'd think they could all just see him all the time. Yeah. 
but they can't. <laughs> nope, they can't. I do. I do like that. So Flash goes looking for Missouri, and he gets knocked out by an alien because, of course, he does. The, uh, the when we see the aliens in this, usually there's a, a visual effect. Well, this time there isn't, and boy, that alien mask does not look great. Yeah, I mean, it 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 definitely gives you an understanding as to why they use the visual effect. <laughs> not that it's particularly great looking with the visual effect. <laughs> Just headache-inducing. <laughs> yeah, so Flash, he's taken out by the alien. Then we go back to the base with the corporal and stuff. And uh, then we learn about they have uh, some help from the CRS. Mo, do you know what the CRS stands for? Yes, I do. This one, I don't know why I wrote it down, but I did. This one is the <laughs> Cryptid Research Specialist. And who's this guy? What's this guy all about? Uh, man. So uh-huh. this, guy, this guy is a, you know, standard... Bigfooter, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or Sasquatcher. I, I honestly don't know what you mean. <laughs> you, you've never seen those like in search of Sasquatch type yes, shows where they absolutely. talk to the, they talk to the, to the cryptid specialists and they're, they're all the same. And this guy actually does a really good job of kind of putting on that show. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the corporal is standing behind the captain, like pointing his gun at the captain's head. Nobody's, paying any mind why is he doing that i, I don't know i, I don't know if no it's, just it's supposed so to distracting be random funny or whatever but it's it is it's very distracting especially since the cryptid research the cs crs is really funny yeah like a, like a lot of the stuff that he says is really funny uh um, he, he has my single favorite moment in the entire movie i think which is what happens right now because after the corporal stops pointing the gun he just leaves the room and he like pushes the guy as he's leaving and it sounds like this. So you're our specialist on crypts, crypt, cryptococcal, crypto, cryptids, specifically cryptid zoology. Excuse you, bro. <laughs> Big dog man or Bigfoot. <laughs> when he says, excuse you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You would think that this guy's going to be an important part of the rest of the movie. Yeah. But he's not. No. No, he's... he's uh, the, the captain basically determines that this dude's too annoying and yep. has him removed. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, this, this, this guy who knows everything about all the things you're trying to figure out. But, no, that's cool. Just, yeah, bye. Yeah, you would, never, think, you would think actually an expert in cryptids in a world where, again, kaiju attacks happen regularly would be a pretty useful thing to have. Yeah. I do like that when he first starts talking to the guy, he goes, what can you tell me about this monkey? (laughs) (laughs) A no-nonsense guy. You got to like that. (laughs) I I honestly, I think the captain's one of my favorite characters. There's a couple of characters coming up later who actually are my favorite characters, but the captain is up there because like his line delivery on, because everything he says is so dry. Right. But his line delivery is fucking hilarious he does have one of the best moments which we'll get to in just a little bit what we're going to get to next is probably my least favorite part of the movie 150 fucking percent my least favorite part of this entire fucking movie it's conceptual so we have to explain it a little bit because what Mm. it is is a series of stock footage shots of divers clearly not taken from like not filmed by the filmmakers And what they've decided to do is have people dub over it, which isn't unusual in this movie because everyone is dubbed. But in this case, the dubbing is bad and they're commenting on how bad it is. 
Yeah, like this would be a lot better if they had just put the stock footage in there as a means of, you know, connecting the two scenes and not put the dubbing in there. Yeah. Then I would have just been like, all right, that's funny. They're using stock footage. But, you know, I, I, I man, I, there's nothing I fucking hate more than than when somebody tells a joke and then explains it. Yeah, and they do they explain it over and over. And the other thing Repeatedly. is the explanation is also very badly acted. Let's have a little listen to what that sounds like. La la la, swimming, swimming, so totally swimming. We're having such a fun time diving in this middle American lake in the dead of night for no particular reason. Right, guys? We sure are. Look at these many species of common American lake fish. Oh, how I love American codfish. Yeah, so it sucks. It, it's fucking terrible, in fact. My, my notes here say it's dumb and I don't care. Yeah. It's so, you know, there's such a fine line between <laughs> dumb and clever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they even go so far as to name drop Daiye Studios. Yeah. And man, like that, that, that irritated me. Cause I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, you're, it's, it's a little wink and a nod to like the Kaiju crowd. Cause for anybody who doesn't know, Daiei was the company that did all the Gamera films uh, on top of a million other things, Atoichi, Daimajin, Ugetsu, you know, yada yada. Sure. Um, you know, one of my favorite studios. Like, they have done so many fucking movies that are just, that I just fucking adore. And yeah, and they're, they're just doing it as a wink and a nod to remind people this is a kaiju movie. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, it sucks. So then we get back to the scientists. They're just Yay. kind of walking through the woods. Uh, one of them says, mm. you know, they're, they're concerned that what's going on is a bad idea, which is understandable under the circumstances. The one of them says, where's your scientific excitement? And he goes, I leapt it back at camp. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a little bit more of the swimming Great. here. But this is, this is the only instance where the swimming makes sense because they're using it as an excuse to put Zillafoot underwater. Right. You know? And then gives it gives Zillafoot an excuse to exit the water, which he does here. Yeah, and you it, know it ends with like the, the the culmination of the dubbing joke where they they fire one of the guys from the dubbing group. Yeah, because he's being sarcastic. Yeah, and it's and I and thank fucking goodness we never see any of that shit or them again. It does feel like the kind of joke that they would bring back again and again and again. Uh, I'm maybe, so glad they did. Maybe in the sequel, though. Don't remind me. It's a little bit of a foreshadowing about the right. end of this fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> um, I do get a kick out of the fact that here, here's here's where one of the scientists reveals to to everybody that he was an alien the whole time. <laughs> he reveals he was an alien, and he zaps the other scientists. Um, I guess he makes them unconscious. I don't know. You know, the funny thing is, is that this was the scientist who had the thickest accent of yeah. the three of them. And it's just really, it really fucking made me chuckle that he's the one who is a completely like indecipherable, you know, alien. I'm like, oh, so he brought that with him to Earth. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and oh my god! Then we see a new person, Mo. Who's this guy? He's not new. No, he's no. not. But he I is... have to be honest, I thought he was new when I first watched this movie because I had forgotten that earlier scene. <laughs> so the nosy science guy from before, he's he now was in listening the woods. in. Sorry, just to make sure it's clear. He was the guy listening into the He science. was the guy listening in, yeah. He encounters an alien and like 
karate chops him. Yeah. Uh, and then he has an amazing laser battle with another one. The guns in this movie are fantastic. I, I kind of fucking love them, even though they're so fucking stupid. I like they're... later when there's a shotgun with like the orange tip because it's yeah. Just... <laughs> so so the guns are basically like, um, I, I can't tell if it's just straight up tin foil or if it's that uh that blanket that they wrap you when you've got hypothermia, <laughs> but it's like. You know, it's. It, I'm it's, trying it's, to measure in my mind which one of those is cheaper, and they're both so cheap it's hard to yeah, do. <laughs> right, exactly. But they're, you know, but either way, it's. I mean, I would think you would take the blanket, you know, because you can cut it up into pieces and make multiple things out of it, you know, but it's essentially a, a shiny metallic, you know, material with like a flashlight at the end of it. Yeah. yeah um, you, you would it, say aluminum foil. I would say aluminium here in Canada. I would say tinfoil, and then... Uh, <laughs> we, we don't say aluminium here in Canada, by the way. <laughs> no, I know you don't. <laughs> but, um, but our friends across the pond do. But yeah, so so like I said, so so they end up having this this big, silly laser battle, and I kind of love the laser battle yeah, scene. it's fun, even though it's really dark. Like, this yeah, stuff it's, is it's, shot so dark. It's really dark, but it's super fucking goofy, and it, like, it fits how this movie should have been. And this character, who has basically been non-existent at this point, will be one of the main characters going forward. Yeah, arguably <laughs> the most important character going forward. Yeah, um, yeah. So he manages to escape, uh, and then the aliens tell their commander to that one of the humans escaped. We cut to Missouri, who is filming around because that's what she does. I don't know what the fuck she's supposed to be filming. There's literally nothing there. But it's, again, it's very dark as well. So yeah, <laughs> she has no lighting. And he, and yeah, and he comes, he comes running up to her, you know, yelling, "Hide, hide, hide!" You know, and they proceed to duck for like a millisecond and then stand right back up, uh, which is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zillafoot collapses. Yes. At this point, because, and we find out from the aliens that Zillafoot is still acclimating to the atmosphere and that they're going to bring him back. And, and tomorrow is when the, the attack on the planet proper begins. Now, here's something that I'm not sure that you noticed, Mo, and this is not I may a not comment on your uh, ability to notice things. But what they say is that they need to speed up his acclimation, A-C-C-L-A-M-A-T-I-O-N. Right. What they mean is acclimation, A-C-C-L-I-M-A-T-I-O-N. But they write down acclimation is loud and enthusiastic approval, typically to welcome or honor someone or something, while acclimation, which is what they meant to say, means the process or result of becoming accustomed to a new climate or to new conditions. They use the wrong fucking word. That is some... That is some... Petty observation. It's and, petty. Hey. And, and and I applaud you. <laughs> we are here to get into the fucking details. I'll tell you, there's a uh, a word. <laughs> there's an there's an error regarding uh, spelling a little later. That's a little more obvious. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit more obvious. <laughs> that was a little more unforgivable, too, frankly. Yeah, no fucking kidding. That might be the uh. most unforgivable thing that you could... Th- anyway, we'll get to that in just a we'll little bit. We'll get to it, yeah. The aliens, so- by the way, they have captured Mark Polonia's character, the professor, and they are... They say, like, the aliens are talking to each other. Have you prepared the human? Yes, he will be programmed to help the invasion, etc. So tomorrow, the attack on the planet 
begins. So yeah. this is it, Mo. It's, this is really getting going now. This is this is this is it. We're we're getting into that that third act climax where everything will be wrapped up nice and neatly and no strings left untucked. That's right. Yeah, that's, I I can. That's definitely what we are actually rushing headlong into your. I think your favorite line in the entire movie, because <laughs> <laughs> we see Fort and Whitmer. They're they're gearing up. They're loading their guns and kissing it. <laughs> yep, and they're and they're talking about how they're going to send in a tank squad to a go tank. up against. That's very important. Very important that they're going to they're, they're going to do the tank squad, and uh, the corporal decides that this is kind of a big deal, and he wants to ask a favor. Of the captain. Yes. With your permission, I like to be able to call my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. Every every line delivery from that captain, I, I don't care. Give him one word lines the entire movie. I don't care. He, <laughs> man, he is a comedic fucking genius you know like the the fucking pause was perfect the pause is like is it accompanied with, with him like resting his hand on his shoulder out of like yeah. concern and love and then just him to shoot it down is pretty fucking funny I fucking have to say. funny as shit <laughs> oh my god so here's where we here's where we find out what the uh the guy's the, name is the actual asian guy uh what his name is and I don't know if I have this right. Mm-hmm. I have it written down as Dr. Mosaku. Now, there's a very good reason why you've written this down as Dr. Mosaku. It's because characters throughout the rest of the movie call him Dr. Mosaku. However, on the IMDb, he's credited as Dr. Mosaku. See, that, and that's the funny thing is that I, up until this point, I had him written down as Mosaku. And then when they started calling him Musaku, I'm like, oh, I, I guess I've been hearing it wrong. What, so yeah, is, is so, there a joke in that name, Moscow, Masaku? I, I I really don't know. Yeah, if there is, it's a fucking deep cut. Yeah, um, so deep that none of us can fucking recognize it. That's deep. That's that's <laughs> fucking deep. Well, I mean, it's another thing that it, that's like I kind of wonder about a couple of the the jokes in this movie if they're like inside jokes because you know that's that's another fucking uh, negative checkpoint on a lot of. Uh, a lot of these low budget movies as well as they'll do these insider jokes. And if you're not on the inside, it's just nonsense and you don't know what the hell they're talking about, but everybody seems to be getting a kick out of it. You know, I don't, I've never been on the inside. That's a big problem. (laughs) Not fucking true. Uh, (laughs) So, so we find out that he knows Missouri's brother whose name I did not write down. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're, he's never met, and uh, Ma, uh, and Moscow man, he's got some riz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He says he's like uh, he never told me he had such a pretty sister. Yeah. Look at him. Get it, girl. And she says it's not every day I meet a good-looking, sophisticated man. Like there's is there's some hot and heavy action that's in the works for these two. Right. I love how he puffs out his chest and he's all proud of himself. <laughs> you know. Um. She legit, like, he asks her out right here and, and she agrees to go out. They, they met each other. Like, well, I guess it was like overnight because it's daytime now. Right. But yeah, they, they, but essentially they just met each other and now, you know, whatever. 
And she suddenly uh, remembers that Flash exists and she left him behind and she hopes that he's okay. And he suddenly gets incredibly jealous. <laughs> I, yeah, he man, he goes he goes from Riz to Red Flag real fucking quick. <laughs> so this is something that I noted and I took a little bit of audio for this. These characters are mostly dubbed over, as we've mentioned several times. Right. And we've, we've heard Missouri's uh, voice every once in a while. They don't dub her over, and you can hear the audio as they recorded it, which makes me think maybe when they made this movie, they were not planning on dubbing it. And I say that because, well, let's listen. Flash! Where are you? I wouldn't worry too much. (laughs) Maybe your friend went back to the city to get a search party. He may have given up searching for you. Like, not not, o- not only is it like a third of the volume of the other lines, like it's just it it jumps out like it's really off putting. Yeah, especially because it's like her actual voice as opposed to the whatever accent she's supposed to be doing here. Exactly. And by the way, if you're wondering what was happening to Flash, why don't you let us know, Mo? Um. Oh yeah, Flash is in fact running from Zillafoot, uh, during the tank battle. Uh, and so we've got this, you know, we, we find out all this stuff about Zillafoot in this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zillafoot apparently can, can shoot laser beams from his eyes or some kind uh-huh. of lightning from his eyes. That is enough to blow up a tank. You know, meanwhile, the tanks are, are, are shelling Zillafoot left and right. And Flash is just running through the woods and there's this really awkward scene where I don't think this was the intention, but he just kind of stops, or the, should I say the footage stops, mm-hmm. and Flash just gets blown up. Yeah, yeah. He's not dead. The tanks, I don't want to be mean, because <clears throat> the tanks are models, right? They're large uh, models. I love the tanks. And the tanks themselves, I think, look really good. They look the, great. The, the comping of the tanks... In regards to <laughs> Zillafoot looks fucking terrible, and yeah. the explosions look fucking awful. Just awful. They're all digital. Of course. Well, I mean, of course they're digital, but they're like, you even know, they're... But the they're like they're shoddy digital. Yeah. Just yeah. From, like 2019, guys. Come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You, you, you can't just use... Pre- anyway. Anyway, I'm not... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be... We're, we're back on No Budget Neighbors, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> no Budget Night. Okay. And you know uh, we're back because we next get the thing that we most enjoy on No Budget Nightmares, a fake news broadcast. Oh, I, man, like, I, I, like I can really appreciate the fact that they did this in an actual studio. Like, I can, uh, no, no, that's not this no, scene. That's, that's not, not this, this one, scene. Mo. You oh, can appreciate one... that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate that one later. This is the one they, this is one the, the one where they do the same joke four times in a row. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> What is this joke that you keep referring to? Okay, so they cut to a, you know, to a live feed, to a, like an on-the-scene reporter right. of a guy, for some reason, in a Mexican wrestling mask. It's so I'm, funny, Mo, because he's I'm in ne- a Mexican wrestling mask. I'm never against somebody in a Mexican wrestling mask, ever. Don't do the same joke four times in a row. So they cut to him, and it's just silent. You know, he's clearly talking. And for a second, I thought there was something wrong with my computer. And I was was about to get pissed off. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then they, and then they, you know, beeps and it goes back. It starts from the beginning again. We find out this guy is named El Sapo Blanco. 
and he's coming to you from downtown. Now, what does that translate to, Mo? You're American, right? I mean, you should know what that translates to. I don't know what sapo means. I know blanco means white. Yes, it means the white toad. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here for the details, okay? Yeah. Um, he keeps fucking up the broadcast is what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he, keep, he keeps fucking up the broadcast, and they keep repeating it. Like, oh, I God. think, Mo, that at least one of the times so is an actual much. fuck up. Yeah, probably. And I get it. They kept it in. Cool, funny, you know, whatever. Is it though? <laughs> no, it's not. Like, like, like. Fine. You want to do the you want to do the fake thing where like hit the audio's not working. First off, put some like fucking blips in there, you know, yeah, so that right. so you can hear the audio going going out, you know, and then do it for real, you know. And then they didn't even have to do that last one because the because the last time of the joke, they uh, uh, they kill him. Basically. Yes, we get some really bad CG dirt falling yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah, Let, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to the audio of what I think is an actual fuck-up. This is Osapa Blanco coming to you live from downtown as the creature is making its way towards the city. It's quiet here as everybody has been... Fuck, cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that one was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was probably real. The word he couldn't remember was evacuate. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like they could have cut, they could have, they could have cut the second one where he that one you just played. Uh, they could have made the first one make it sound like it actually had some technical errors, you know, and you put then, some buzzing on where you can still hear like the background noise. And right, stuff. It been exactly, easy. exactly. It would have been simple. And then instead of cutting back to him getting killed, just ended it with him getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Easy peasy. That joke would have been terrible, but it would have been 150% better than what they gave us. You know, like it, that just screamed a filler. And I like, I'm starting to get like at this point in, in the movie, which might I add, we're not even 40 minutes into the movie yet of an hour and 20 minute movie. And I've already encountered multiple situations of filler and it's just gonna get oh it's gonna get so much worse Uh, the movie runs out of movie in just a little bit mo one thing that wasn't clear to me when those tanks were being destroyed is that apparently (laughs) that corporal fort the the guy was having the baby he was in one of those tanks yeah (laughs) and he was killed (laughs) and 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 even then the fucking captain still gets a great fucking line where he goes i guess he'll never get to see that baby <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get to the aliens again and they have found something new something that's going to be very distracting for the rest of the movie what did they find mo um i it's a dinosaur yeah. i think they call it a barbrosaurus i think a barbrosaurus yes yeah um it's somehow perfectly intact uh and also somehow buried only feet below the surface uh-huh uh, <laughs> what does it look this, like? By I know we we haven't gotten to that point yet, but what does the Barbosaurus look like? Um, because it doesn't look like a dinosaur, like our listeners may be picturing what a dinosaur looks like. No, no, it actually looks quite a bit like a sperm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a squid type thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, something to that effect. It's so. 
It's the, bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's it, it actually it's bad, but it actually looks better than any other fucking creature in this. <laughs> but the alien commander it's says they're going to resurrect it. He says they're going to do it to draw out Ultra Squad. And I think this is the first mention of Ultra Squad in this. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, I was like, oh, so this must be a squad of people that are, you know, elite squad members, something like that. That's not what it is, Mo. It's something no. else. It's no. much dumber than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so so obviously it's not very hard to put the two and two together, you know, Ultra Squad, that it's going to be like an Ultraman ripoff thing. Sure. But boy, is it not. I mean, it is, but it's not. Yeah, it is, but it's not is a good way of putting it. But we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. So they so, do. They 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 resurrect the Barbrosaurus. Uh-huh. Um, Babsasaurus, I like to call her. Um, <laughs> Streisanodon. Uh, See, that's not, funny. How come they yeah. couldn't be funny like that? Streisanodon yeah. is a great fucking. Name. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually just gonna hit fucking end on my recording right now because I'm not <laughs> topping that fucking joke. <laughs> no, in fact, we actually uh, proceed to get one of the worst jokes of the thing as far as i'm concerned um we we jump into a zoom meeting uh between uh, a government official and uh four other people from different aspects of the 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 earth defending realm i guess yeah, cultural representatives yeah yeah absolutely yeah um the whole point of this is for them to figure out ways of dealing with zillafoot you know, and their ideas just get worse and worse. Uh, in fact, the first idea, which is terrible, is probably the best one. And they're just like, let's just fucking chemical bomb it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Do it. You know, but the hippie uh, says that's a bad idea. Is the hippie, who is Professor, Professor Hovarth, he, he's a cryptobiologist. Is he supposed to be the same as the guy from before? No. No? Okay. No, I don't. I don't believe so. No, I mean, I I would figure that he wasn't. But why would you introduce that guy earlier if it wasn't going to be <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but his idea is equally stupid. He he wants to use flashcards to yes. try to create a a a, a, a an imp- oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some, a, uh, like some sort of communication, like uh, sign language, or yeah, some yeah, exactly, he, some means he, of communicating. Because it's a monkey, he's like, we can communicate with it most <laughs> right. But exactly. remember, it's not a monkey; it's a Zillafoot. <laughs> it's not a monkey; it's a Zilla. By the way, why do the aliens call it Zillafoot too? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I give I give the corporal all the credit in the world. He came up with the name, and that's what everybody stuck with. <laughs> he was just right. Yeah. Even he the people who right. weren't there. Uh, so then we talked to a priest. I didn't write any of these, any of these names down. Cause I, didn't I have care. all of them. Every one I, of I, them. I knew for a fact that none of these fuckers were going to be back. Then, so, <laughs> uh, he suggests group prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an idiot. And then the, uh, the final guy who is, what do they call it? They, the Hadron, they didn't call it the, they Hadron didn't call it the Hadron. They called it the Hadley positron. Oh, the, yeah. 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 He's Dr. Uh, Schwartz. Yeah, he comes up with kind of a, a weirdly brilliant but awful idea of creating uh, some kind of subatomic bullet um, that would ultimately create a black hole that will either suck Zillafoot into it or 
end the universe as we know it. <laughs> There's a 60-40 chance it'll work. 60-40 chance. <laughs> I like those odds. They have this, like, this is a lengthy sequence of all these people talking, and it just ends with the Secretary of Defense saying, oh, I, well, let's go back to the drawing board and come back later. Completely. Wait. What? I was going to say, which makes you think that you would see him again, because he literally, he opened up the door for them to come back. Yeah. And we never see any of them again. No. No. <sighs> but let's go back to characters that we do see again. It's Missouri. Yeah. She's drinking from a stream. Yeah, at this point, I just start, in my notes, I just started calling them Eminem. <laughs> Moscow and Missouri. Moscow and Missouri. Sounds like a, a fantastic drink. Um, <laughs> What do you want? I, I'll take a, a Moscow, Missouri. Uh, yeah, they stop for a drink, water, stream. <laughs> Mo, Mo is resorted to just reading his notes verbatim at this point. <laughs> I am literally just, no, no. One I'm, notable thing about this scene, by the way, is that their audio is really bad. Uh, really yeah. fucking bad and they overdubbed the sound of water yeah and and it's so much louder than anything else in the scene like i don't get why they made it so fucking loud they do elaborate on the idea that that kaijus have showed up since the use of the atomic bomb which i guess is cl- you know it's classic kaiju shit sure. um but um yeah i i still go back in my mind to the opening like narration and how that doesn't really make sense in the context of the rest of the movie when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, back to the aliens, Mo. What are they doing? Um, so they have the doctor and they're uh they they're having him explain or what is they doing? They're explaining to him their plan. Right. Because they're they're doing um they're they're fucking with his brain a little bit anyway. Yeah. See that that because I missed the line before where they said they were gonna program him. Right. I didn't understand what they were doing. So it seemed really silly to me that they were explaining to him their plan. Uh, but now that I, you know, caught that they were specifically going to program them, <laughs> Sorry, it makes more sense. Because you didn't understand that, everything that's going to happen afterwards must have been so fucking confusing. Just made no fucking sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and also, again, the aliens are very hard to understand what the hell they're saying in this scene. So, Case, case in point, they say the name of the race... And I have no idea what it said. I thought it was, like it said, like the Endurians. Yeah, I don't know. Who, I mean, really, who gives but, a shit? But then there's another name they use later, like Sagians or something like that. And like, either way, it doesn't sound like the same thing. Uh, oh, and apparently they can time travel, too. Yes, they can time travel so they can give us a little bit of message. And the message is that humans will destroy each other in the future anyway. So why not? They've been looking for a new planet. Why not take over Earth since they're just going to kill each other anyway? I mean, it's the it's Thanos logic. I mean, it it is Thanos logic. <laughs> and what they want, is I guess, a, it's really more Kang logic, but still, they want the most powerful weapon available from humans, which is the GXG one. Which, Ooh. just to remind listeners, is just like a spaceship, which they already can travel through space. So I'm not sure why and it's time. so useful. And time, so it seems like it wouldn't be that useful to them. But that's what they want. So. He refuses to give the GXG one to them, and they say that they're going to do things the hard way. And we'll find out what that is in just a moment. <laughs> Cut and to my second my f- least favorite part of the entire fucking movie. <laughs> you? I love this scene. This I is my knew. F- I fucking knew you would love it. Oh my I, god! This is like it's. This is like one of the only scenes in the movie. Like I wish the entire fucking movie was about these two. Like take out Zillafoot. Take out everything. 
I just, I want the entire movie to be about these two idiots. Well, I'll tell you, it feels like these two idiots are from another movie. Like they've just, yeah. maybe, maybe it's, uh, maybe they actually are. Uh, let's I, explain. I'm also, I'm also yeah, almost 100% certain that they're played by the same guy. I, I believe they are. In this scene that they're played by the same person? I think so. <laughs> well, who are they? Let's, let's explain it to the listeners. Okay. So we get, uh, a, I, I describe him, I describe him as a beardo in a douche hat. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about uh, tanks being destroyed and uh, he hangs up a phone to meet with another weirdo in a red robe and a skullhead king. So these are our two characters for this, for this scene. Okay. Yeah. So let's just make, just to make that overtly clear. The guy in the red robe is like dressed like almost like a wizard or something. He has, yeah. He has a staff and everything. Right. He's wearing, he's also wearing x-ray specs. That's another important detail. Very important. Um, and the reason that made me think that they're the same person is because they have graying in their beard in the exact same spot. So I'm thinking it's the same. Anyway. Um, so so what, Beardo, what, what is the relevance of these characters on anything going on in this movie? Literally nothing. Which is, why, which is why I like them. <laughs> it also kind of feels like most of their dialogue is made up on the spot. And yet, ironically, one of them keeps looking off camera to, to, to his cue cards so, and he also keeps looking directly into the camera as well, which I almost find endearing. Well, he's because, talking to the camera, so I guess that's okay in that case. But yeah. so, uh, the other thing is that the, neither of these characters are dubbed, making it even more feel like it's from an entirely different movie. Yeah, a movie the, that I would much rather watch. The guy with the hat is named Detective Dirty McCorruption. Which is a great name. <laughs> I, mean, I love that name. It's so it's it's it hits me in that in that it's so fucking stupid that like I go past the point of anger and wrap back around to where I find it funny because it's so fucking stupid. So these characters relationship to each other is that Detective Dirty McCorruption has stolen the dog of the guy in the robe. And he explains that like this. You're the crazy psychotic crooked detective who broke into my house and stole my doggy. I love that. Stole my doggy. I love it. I I thought this shit was so fucking bad. (laughs) uh, He, so, so that character I believe is named the the crimson weirdo. I think that might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what the detective wants is the Ruby skull of Zim Zam Zim Zam Zoom. Yeah. uh, in, In exchange for the guy's dog. Yeah. Come to find out, it's not even the guy's dog that he had. Yeah, that's right. And the detective has a shotgun with a clearly orange end to it because it's just a fucking toy. Yeah. I also love that. I like. I, I, I almost kind of feel like by this point in the movie, I'm so desperate for like something different to be happening. That, well, it's different. Like, I gotta give him that. Like, I'll just fucking, you know, I'll take anything and, and this is anything and I'm happy to take it. Um, yeah, it's so nonsensical. It's so stupid. You know, in my notes, I write, I would watch a dirty McCruption film where he battles the Crimson Weirdo all for the deed to his pawn shop and his dog. But the scene is clearly filler because they wanted a certain runtime. This movie could have been 15 minutes long. LOL. Zilla wrote, shows up. I wrote LOL in my notes. <laughs> Zilla, Zilla Foot shows up and then the detective yells this line at him. Oh my god. Hey pal! 
You just got back into town, so you better behave yourself. And I forgot the rest of the lines from Godzilla 1985. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I love it. I, I do. I do. I legitimately love this scene. It's the only scene in the movie I can say I fucking love. It's so funny because you were complaining about like the filler scenes earlier when this yeah, is like, and this the is, most filler. This is, this is epitome filler. But that's because I started looking at this scene as if it was a different movie, a movie that I would rather watch. Yeah, it's like the movie stopped to introduce a new movie that you were more entertained by. Yeah, like I like I'm telling you, man. Like I got to look into their into their thing and see if they've got a dirty McCruption film somewhere in there. I'm sure they've got to. I wouldn't be surprised by that. You know, whatsoever. and and I would watch that. He's such a stupid character that it's kind of amazing. You know, like it reminds me of a lot of like the classic you know, kind of goofy, low-budget shit we used to watch. You know? I mean, there like, is you, you are correct about that. Um, we then now cut to the hospital, where Missouri <laughs> and Dr. Like, I just want to end this fucking scene. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the fucking movie for a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Missouri and Dr. Moscow are, are visiting Flash, who's in a hospital. Um, and this is where I started wondering who the main character of this fucking movie even is at this point. Right. <laughs> Flash lets them know that the meteorite wasn't what they thought. It's a spaceship from another world. And he, this is where he said that he was ambushed by a Sajin, which is what he called the aliens. Right. I don't know what the and, fuck that means. Nope. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to sound like Carl, like Carl Sagan. Sagan. Oh, I get it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm only can say that because I'm looking at it written down and it looks kind of like Sagan. It, it does, but yeah. like I can trust the fucking spelling of the people who made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of filler, we've got more coming up. Oh, yeah. Well, first, we need to mention that Dr. Moscow says that he thinks he has someone who can help, and they borrow Flash's car, um, and Flash says that's okay as long as he keeps Missouri out of trouble. And uh, Missouri says, for being medicated, you still have a serious problem with women, but that line also is not dubbed, so it sounds really terrible. It sounds awful. Now's the filler you were talking about. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Welcome to the Danzilla show. First things first, this set, fucking awesome. Yeah, he's surrounded by kaiju toys. Oh my god, he's just he's got shelves on two sides of him, like behind him and against the wall, and they are just lined with Godzilla toys and mm-hmm. you know, kaiju related, you know, whatnot. Yeah. And it is amazing. And he's got that plushie of the fucking um what movie is that? The the robot that's the gorilla suit with the TV head. Robot Monster, of course. Robot Monster, yes. Uh, that's the coolest plushie I've ever seen in my life, and I want one. I will say that this suggests that kaiju movies and entertainment are also something that exists in this world. I guess it's already been established since we saw the guy with the shirt and stuff like that. But this yeah. is like a podcast or like a, or a, a YouTube-type show hosted by Danzilla talking about the monsters. Yes. Um, he gets... It's really weird. Like he starts off almost like gushing and then he gets like really serious, like weirdly serious because I think he realized where he was in his script. Cause this is one of those ones where he's clearly reading his script from the monitor that's in front of him. By the way, Mo, you remember, you know, that, that old kind of maxim for movie making where you show don't tell. Yeah. This scene is about telling, not showing for sure. (laughs) Yeah. What does he tell us about what happened? Um, 
honestly, I don't really remember. I, I didn't take a lot of notes on this scene. I was too busy uh, gushing myself over the Godzilla toys and whatnot. And I just wanted to look at all of them. And I didn't really pay attention. Well, I'll interrupt I... your mutual gushing. <laughs> <laughs> and to say, he said that, that Zillafoot has been attacking and that's why he was getting like serious. He said, right when things were their darkest, a giant humanoid creature appeared that looked like a man, showed up out of the blue and looked the monster in the face and didn't back down. This has not happened in the movie. Nope. Um, and there is no explanation. And he says he says in this like recording that a lot of people think the Ultra Squad was involved. He thinks it was them, but doesn't have proof of that. No matter who the hero is, we support you and believe in you and thank you. And then he ends with like, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, all that sort of shit. Yeah. yeah. Smash that like button. We will find out just a little bit who that person he's talking about is. And my God, Mo, I'm going to ask for some explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then speaking of needing explanation, Missouri and Dr. Moscow, they're driving to oh man, this fucking part. So they're driving in a car, Mo. Yes. And do you know how if you cannot if you don't have the money to uh tow a vehicle, the way that you can uh simulate the action of driving is that you can put a green screen outside the door of the car, right? And project the movement of the roads on either side. Sure. I don't know if you noticed this, Mo. When they initially cut to... A, by the way, uh, Dr. Moscow is driving even though he's on the right side of the vehicle, which might be a joke about Japanese uh, vehicles, but I don't think so because when they cut to him first, the fucking footage is moving in the wrong direction. Oh, my God. It looks like he's driving backwards instead of forwards. That's amazing. And then they fix it for the rest of the scene, but the first shot of it, he's moving in the wrong fucking direction incredible i'm surprised i didn't notice that <laughs> it, it was easy to miss it was so easy to miss that i had to go i was like that can't be right that could not i could not have fucking seen that and then i went back to confirm it that's fucking funny <laughs> that's really fucking funny <laughs> oh my god so where they're going is to uh, meet up with a friend of dr moscow's named yamoto uh who he, he went to school with moscow at some point and then he worked for the ultra squad and he was like hey the ultra squad you know they've been doing tech since the late 60s we're gonna go find him and see if he can help us at all you think he'd already be aware of fucking zillafoot who is already destroyed like a bunch of tanks and shit right and you would also think well, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm I'm confused at this point. Let's let's just keep moving forward, and, and I'll see if yeah. I let's can keep moving. That'll out. make things clear up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they get to Yamoto's house. They knock on his door, and for some reason he doesn't answer. And like this is lengthy scene where they're like, "Oh, I guess we'll come back later, dude." You just drove to his fucking house, right? But as, as soon as they're about to leave, Yamoto comes out, and they bow to each other for some reason. Um, and Yamoto thinks at first that Missouri is Dr. Moscow's wife, which makes him very embarrassed. And then they go inside the house. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really weird that he introduces her as like his very good friend. Cause are they, well, they've known each other for 24 hours. <laughs> we now then go to Mo to your favorite scene in the entire movie <laughs> because flash he's out of the hospital. He's walking down a sidewalk and goes to a video game arcade. I do like the posters on the wall behind him. You know, like I, I didn't write down what they were. I just remember really liking them. Again, because, what year is this supposed to be taking place? in? Right, exactly. Because we all know that in the actual year 2019, 
there ain't no fucking arcades around. Well, this is a real video game arcade yeah. he goes to. So apparently no, 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 there I, is. And yeah. we know there's a few out there. But the fact that they decided to shoot in one. And then he uses a payphone inside of it. Right. Payphones are even more rare than fucking arcades. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the house with Yamoto, Moscow, and Missouri. They're all sitting at a table. Um, and they warn Yamoto about the Sajins. They use that word again. Uh, and and he says that it's been a long time since they had to worry about an alien invasion. And then he talks, you know, basically Yamoto says that he's the leader of the uh, Ultra Squad or whatever. Yeah, he's the commander, the yeah. Ultra Squad commander, which, again, makes you think that this is a group of people. Right. You know, because and, even even Musco is part of the Ultra Squad, you know, just not like not as important as the I forgot the friend's name. Um, you know, as important as the the guy who's the commander is. But oh, right, like, right, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it sounds like this. Like by all accounts, this sounds like this is a group of people. Yeah, exactly. Right, one hundred percent. And I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought any different. This is, by the way, Yamoto calls him Mosaku in this scene, which is why you likely wrote down Mosaku. More, very likely. Very <laughs> likely. They ask him where the Ultra Squad is, and this is what he has to say. Thank you. So, where is this Ultra Squad located? In a place no one would ever expect. I can't tell you where it is located, but you have our full cooperation. I mean, well, then you don't have your full cooperation. That was weird. <laughs> Just fucking bull. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's you have our complete cooperation. It's going to destroy the world if we don't do something. And he's not like he won't tell them anything. This then leads Mo to the most you- embarrassing thing in this. Mostly terrible movie. 100% the most embarrassing thing. It goes to a news alert. So we get a, 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 like a screenshot of like a news alert, like a CNN type broadcast. And it's like, it's not a bad graphic. No, it looks pretty professional. It looks super professional. And it says Kaiju alert on it. Does it though? But it doesn't say Kaiju alert because Kaiju is spelled wrong. It's spelled K-I-A-J-U instead of K-A-I-J-U. Yeah, it's 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 spelled K I A J U instead of K A I J U. Anyone who's used to that word will notice right away that it's fucking spelled wrong because it looks wrong when you're seeing it. Yeah, that I mean, is- so, I, so so I give these guys a ton of credit for being big kaiju fans. This is a this is an unforgivable sin that it went out into the world with this mistake in it is such an embarrassment, especially because, look, if you noticed after the fact, oh, shit, we spelled it wrong, you got to take that shit out. Just just go right into the next scene. Forget about it. Just use the music or something. But my God. This is also the scene where we discover that Flash isn't just some dude. <laughs> he is a television presenter. And he's doc- he's talking to Dr. Kasky. Dr. Kasky, remember, has been brainwashed by the... Um, by the aliens and he's doing an interview on like a CNN type talk show. And he says, from the dawn of time, giant creatures have been reported seen forever. You have biblical reports of giant monsters. Giant. Basically he's just kind of tracing the history of monsters like Zillafoot. Right. It's also really weird that the, like this whole segment is, it's like five minutes. And most of it is just the footage we saw already of Zillafoot kicking the, and picking up the tanks. They show that entire sequence again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But, um... And you mentioned it before. Flash is just wearing the same fucking clothes he's been wearing for the whole movie. Right. And and here's the thing. 
is Flash like just the host of that segment? Because like, wouldn't he have obligation to be there for the rest of the show if it's his show or like? Because they never explain any of it. No. Because so after after they're done, um. Well, no, we've got we've got a we've got a clip before we. Get it is a little bit of a funny clip, I have to say, where he's yeah. like talking to Doctor Kasky and he asks him about the Zilla foot or whatever, and then he recognizes at the end that his question was bad, and he says this. Well, I guess you're right on that account, Doctor Kazaki. That's kind of a stupid question. I'm sorry. Well, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Be sure to stick around for the outdoor experience coming up next. So, a couple things. Well, I guess he does sort of explain that his segment's over. So yeah, his just, segment's that over. Answers that answers He absolutely called him Dr. Kasaki instead of Dr. Kasky. Yeah. Um, and the audio is so bad there, even though the audio immediately before that is not bad. It just suddenly gets terrible right at the end. And, of course, he's talking very quickly, so it's hard to even understand what the fuck he's saying. But, yeah, yeah. he's just ending his show at that point. And then Dr. Kasky walks away like a robot from it because he's under the control of aliens or something. And Flash follows. And Flash follows. So this is <laughs> this is my favorite thing in the movie, like 100%. And I, I referenced it earlier, uh, and I'm going to go through it pretty quickly. So what it is is Flash must have some sort of suspicions about Dr. Kasky. So we see Dr. Kasky. He goes outside. He goes to the Scientific Command Center we saw at the beginning. Um, and remember the, the weapon? I can't remember what it's called. The GX, whatever GX it's called. GX G1, yeah. So we see Flash follows him. The doctor gets inside the GXG1. Uh, by the way, when he does this, for some reason, on the bottom right of the screen, the letters GHM, which is supposed to be the, the, that news broadcast earlier, it shows up again <laughs> Still for, there. for a split second. Uh, so oh, that's that's, <laughs> that's a quality control issue. We see Kasky get into the ship and start pressing buttons to control it. And then what happens, Mo? Uh, we get a, a handful of skyline shots. Yes. With... Flying noises, but no ship. Yes, we we can hear the sound of planes, but or or a plane, but we cannot see it. Yeah, yeah. Then then we see stock footage of a subway station for some reason, like people like walking around one. <clears throat> alien, the aliens. It shows the aliens who say that um, that they're going to control the flight, like they're going to control the scientist, the doctor, to uh, to make him fly this vehicle to help them. Right. Right. Then we see that spaceship, and it looks terrible. It's against like a green screen. Oh, it just, it awful. looks so fucking bad. It immediately runs into a jet. The aliens say that they're having difficulty controlling him. It runs into a jet, and then it explodes, and that's that's it. That's what that's happens. That's it. That fucking like the big like um, um, MacGuffin for the entire it's, movie. Yeah, it's the fucking MacGuffin for the entire movie. Blowed up. It just blows up in seconds. I mean, I think that's so fucking funny. I don't that know why. That is really funny. I would love to hear the thought process by why that happened like that. I don't know if it was intentional, if it was written that way, or if they realized that they couldn't do the effects for the fucking jet. <laughs> but, you know, the director's more into the special effects and the writing, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're headed into the home stretch, Mo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that, by the way, that dinosaur creature, the one that looks like um, um, a sperm. Sperm, it also is uh, crawling around the city at this time. Yeah. Th then we see Yamoto, Moscow, and Missouri. They're running around, and they're talking about how the dinosaur is destroying the city. The dinosaur, by the way, not Zilla Foot at this point. It's the dinosaur is ripping buildings like paper, it says. Um, and then we see the creature doing some damage. 
audio is really, really bad here. Yamoto suggests that they split up, which not all of them agree that that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, Missouri, Missouri has a great response to that, where she's just like, she's, what? <laughs> yeah, right? Why, why would we do that? Why would we do that? It then cuts but back to Whitmer. He, he's got his reasons. Well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, because something kind of important happens here. Um, as the the oh, friend, yes. what's his name? Yamoto? Yeah. As he's running off, he drops something that yes. looks suspiciously like a Doctor Who sonic screwdriver. It looks very much like a sonic screwdriver. I'm glad that you noticed that. Yeah, because it is a sonic screwdriver. Uh-huh. Um, and he stops to pick it up. Now, it seems super suspicious at first, until it finally fucking clicked on me. Like, oh, okay. I'm not going to say what it is yet. We'll get to that in a minute. But moving on. <sighs> So they cut back to the corporal, or the commander, I should say, Whitmer. Right. It's weird when they cut back to him. His footage is, like, slowed down. Like, the frame rate is all strange. But he says, send in Ultra Squad, Commander. And then what do we see? <laughs> okay. So, so this this is a, 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 a kind of a brilliant homage to Ultraman. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It, that is to say, it is stolen beat for beat from Ultraman. Uh, he raises his sonic screwdriver into the ground, uh, into the into the air, into, into the, the ground. ground. Listen to me, fucking. This movie's this movie's made me stupid. Um, and becomes Ultra Squad. Yes, Ultra Squad was not a squad at all. It was an Ultraman type creature, like a a, a a giant man to battle Zillafoot. By the way, Mo, I have to say, the reason I said it earlier in the podcast that you'd had to explain it to me is though I saw Yamoto drop that item, the sonic screwdriver, when it got picked up, I thought it was it got picked up by somebody else. Oh. It's so strangely edited when the person picks it up. Yeah. And then when they actually cut to him raising it into the air, it's really hard to tell what the hell is going on. But we do finally get Ultra Squad. And what is what does Ultra Squad look like? Ultra Squad looks like... A low rent Ultraman. Oh man, <laughs> and that's putting it nicely. With a weird, mis- malfitting foam alien head. Yes. Why does he have an alien head? I don't know. It no, would doesn't made, make any fucking sense. It makes sense. It in Ultraman made, it doesn't make made, any sense here. It would have made so much more sense to just copy Ultraman. You know, like or just all- put or just put Yamoto in the fucking suit, right? Yeah, and like with his own head, because that would make more sense. It's just him bigger, right? <laughs> or make him Kota Ibushi, like in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> or make him Kota Ibushi. <laughs> so yeah, he's he looks like shit. I have to say, he looks oh, it's fucking terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> at least you're like, okay, this is what it's all been leading up to. Somehow that these two creatures are going to fight Ultra Squad versus Zillafoot. And they're in front of these mountains. Again, it's just green screen. And it's almost all shown in extreme close-up, so you can't tell what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And then what happens? Then we meet Eric Carter, host of the show Mongo. Yes. So it cuts to someone. Another fucking YouTube show. A new, another YouTube show. Someone very familiar to people. Like, not the person, but the format. Very familiar to someone like, uh, like Mo and myself, because it's just a guy in front of a shelf of Blu-rays. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got a couple of neat little toys behind him. Sure. Like, you know, yeah, it's basically just a nerd in his, in his room, you know? 
no different than if I were to do a YouTube show, except <laughs> except my background is pure chaos. Um, All he's doing is announcing that Ultra Squad is back. Yeah, thank fucking goodness. This one's nice and short. Like, yeah. he, he, he talks about Ultra Squad for a second, and he complains about how his house keeps getting destroyed by uh, by Kaiju, and then his house proceeds to get destroyed by Kaiju. Yes, that's right. We see some CG dirt falling, and he's like, oh, no, not again. So yeah. that's what happens. Then it cuts to the aliens, and they say that the loss of the GXG1, which <laughs> the loss of it, they say it wasn't a total failure because they can use the energy of its explosion to cheapen the effects for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> By which they say to open a open void, a void portal, portal, yeah, which get, which will give Zillafoot the advantage for some reason that it needs. So what is this? what is this void portal? <laughs> I mean, it just it makes them look like they're fighting in space. Yeah, or like in a something. in a black. Uh, you yeah, know, it just it just really makes everything a million times harder to see. They also add that wobbly filter that the aliens had on. Yeah, it's so, pretty fucking shit. So now it takes something that already looked bad and makes it unwatchably terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to another character. Who's this fella? Who the fuck knows? He don't got a fucking name. If, if he does have a name, I didn't fucking write it down. So it's just some science guy. I think uh, this one might be the cryptid guy from the, at least the guy from the Zoom call, I think it's supposed to be. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. Wasn't paying enough attention. But he's, he shows up out of nowhere. It just cuts to him. He's pacing around. He's anxious. He takes off his gloves. He has Zilla foot hair, hair and urine samples next to him. And he just, he, basically, he, he loves Zilla foot. And he's so upset. for some, What's he upset about? Oh, because they, um, because they got zapped into the void portal. Right. And he, he's upset that Zillafoot is gone. Yeah. And, and then it ends with him taking out like a Bigfoot action figure. And a, like either a G.I. Joe or a Ken doll or something that's supposed to be Ultra Squad, but doesn't right. look anything like Ultra Squad. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, he's talking out loud, but is he talking to us? Like, who the fuck is he talking to? He looks at the camera an awful lot, so... Who knows? Well, he says this. I love Zillafoot more than anyone else. And now he's just gone. They're both gone. Gone! (laughs) (laughs) There is seven minutes left to go in this movie, and this movie just, like, stops. So this guy can do this for some fucking reason. Yeah, and and it doesn't end there. Like, it's still, it's more fucking filler nonsense. He talks about different ways they could have teleported Zillafoot and uh, Ultra Squad away. They talked about, like, the Star Trek teleporters. Yeah, yeah. Um, They talked, I don't know, he mentioned some other things. I didn't write it down. I didn't give a fuck. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, What matters is that. It does not matter. What matters is that if you go to the IMDb for Zillafoot, it says that this movie is 60 minutes long. But the movie that Mo and I watched was closer to 85 minutes or something like that. It was, Uh, yeah, like. Yeah, like 81. Like 81 minutes. And I can imagine that this is part of those extra 20 minutes. <laughs> We're close, yeah. Mo. We're so fucking close. Yeah, so we cut back to the lame, boring fight. <laughs> Between Zillafoot and Ultra Between Squad. Between Zillafoot and Ultra Squad. <laughs> They're just Squad. shaking each other at this point. They're just, like, grabbing yeah. each other. Now, although, b- although something does happen. Something Zilla- happens. Yeah, Zillafoot loses a hand, and we find out that underneath his hand is some weird cybernetic... 
you know, nonsense going on. Yeah, why? Or, why does he have a cybernetic nonsense which you can barely see going on? Oh, because he's clearly a T-100 yeah. sent from the future <laughs> to kill John Connor. <laughs> you know, Zillafoot raises his, his hand and says, I am a cybernetic organism. I could not tell what the fuck was. I knew that his hand got ripped off somehow, even though you don't really see how it happens. No, you don't see it happening. And it's like a robot hand behind it, and then Zillafoot falls down. So I guess Zillafoot like lost, but it's so fucking hard to see what's going on here. It really is. Then it cuts to someone else. Who's this? This is little Jimmy. I don't know. Who is who is little Jimmy? Who fucking cares? So it's 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 a grown ass I mean, dude. So, sorry, it's just like, the filler here is the fact that they put so much of the filler in the final like 15 minutes is just death to this goddamn movie. Yeah, it makes the last third of this movie where all of like the big action and fun shit supposed to be happening. It grinds it to a goddamn halt. It makes it borderline unwatchable. You know, it also feels very self-indulgent, right? Like it's like, Oh, now, now, now you'd be funny. You, you pretend to be a little boy, even though you're obviously a grown ass. fucking. Yeah. You've got a full beard and a fucking septum ring, but yeah, go ahead. Pretend to play with toys. He's got all of his like Kaiju toys in his lap and he's got a couple of them like, you know, fighting, and he starts making him kiss. Yeah, he, he says, says, he, he says, he says this, this right before he makes fucking him kiss. Line. I think it's mating season. Shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I have left the, the uh, kissing in so you can Thank hear the you. parent knocking on the door. Jimmy, what are you doing in there? Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, that, that right there is is a fairly funny joke, but they stole it from Spaceballs, so whatever. Um, you know, where he's caught making out, making his toys make out, he throws them in, in opposite directions. And, and I, I thought that was kind of kind of funny, but still, fuck this scene. Oh, man. Uh, Jimmy gets super excited for Ultra Squad. He breaks out his Ultra Squad toy, which is way better than the other guy's Ultra Squad toy. <laughs> Uh, this one actually looks like Ultra Squad. It's not just a fucking Ken doll. Um, but Ultra Squad looks like shit, so who cares? None of this None of this matters. Let's none go back of to the this aliens. matters. Let's go back to the fucking aliens. So the aliens have now recognized that they have lost. Uh, that Zillafoot lost because his arm got ripped off and there was a robot in it or something. So, um, But they were able to study Ultra Squad while he was in the void. And now they've made improvements... On Zillafoot to defeat him, they say their next monster will be invincible and our invasion forces have arrived in Earth's atmosphere and are ready for battle. And Mo, I was like, okay, this thing has fucking sucked for 80 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. But now shit's going to pick up. What happens now? They say relaunch Zillafoot 2.0. 2.0. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, You basically, you see a creature... In yeah. the distance. In like silhouette. He's, he's just a shadow. Yeah, he's just silhouette. Uh, we get a shot of the captain who is looking at the same footage on like a tablet. Uh, <laughs> he says, that damn monkey's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, he, he calls in to send in Ultra Squad. Uh-huh. Uh, Missouri and Musco get all hyped up to see Ultra Squad as well. Um, and then... Uh, my blood uh, <laughs> spurted from every orifice in my body when the fucking title card that says coming soon 
Zilla Foot 2, Rise of the Monsters. Look, anybody anybody who's anybody who's been following the show for a while knows that one of my one of my one of the most unforgivable sins in movies to me is it was all a dream. Yep. Mo hates it, it when it's all a dream. This is just as fucking bad. I'm sorry. You don't make me watch a movie for 80 fucking minutes and then tell me to tune in to part two whenever that's happening. Because first off, the amount of filler that I had to fucking sit through for this movie, me, it pretty much guarantees I am never watching part two unless somebody pays us to. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, that amount you'd have to pay is going up <laughs> like it's, way fucking up. <laughs> yeah. You know, now, 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 if you, if you discover the detective dirty McCruption film and want us to watch that, I would consider it. Recording starts. All you hear is the sound of a gunshot on my end. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mo, that's that is the end of the movie. It goes right into the fucking closing credits after this announcement. Look, they'll probably will make the Zilla Foot too because the the Polonia family just cranks out these goddamn movies. But like, what a fucking bait and switch horse shit! Yeah, I wrote roll the roll credits. Fuck this movie. I uh, when I watched it ahead of you, I I sent a message over to you to say Mo, you, you would hate this fucking ending. And then you got back to me like a couple of days later, and you're like. I just saw I it. fucking hate this fucking ending. <laughs> that like like look, there there are there is only a handful of of people in this world who who I believe truly understand like my taste in movies and you're definitely one of them. So when you when you sent that to me, I was like, "Oh god." And of course, my first thought was went right to it was all a dream. Yeah. I'm like, "If if it's a it's all a dream, I'm going to fucking Riot. Wouldn't It's All a Dream be better or worse than the ending that they went with? Worse, but not yeah. by much. Mm. This this is this is definitely level two. You know, it was all a dream is is tier one fuck you. This is that this cutting to a to a, a, an announced sequel, that's a very close tier two fuck you. For for those who might be wondering, like why what are they so upset about? Just think about every character we've talked about in this entire like summary of this movie. Missouri and the Doctor and Flash. There's no resolution to any of their stories. It just None. stops. The it movie just, just fucking stops. Just and they done. throw the fucking credits up. It is... It is rage-inducing. What a fuck... And especially because, you know, we've been putting a lot of effort into taking notes. So to find yeah. out you don't even get the ending of the goddamn movie, it made me a little pissed, to be honest. Yeah. You, you do not get a resolution to any of the stories brought up in this, except for the couple of cases where people died. Mo, anything interesting about the closing credits of Zilla I didn't, Foot? I didn't watch. <laughs> uh, except for the fact that, I, as I mentioned before, there's a bunch of fake Japanese names in the closing credits. It does end with the uh, classic any resemblance to actual person's... Uh, title card at the end it says any resemblance to actual persons monsters or things mm. living dead or made up or actual events is purely coincidental and i laughed heartily at the cleverness <laughs> 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 mo that was the movie zilla foot from the year 2019 directed and written by anthony polonia what did you think <laughs> fuck this movie 
Did you like it more when, like, having summarized, like, having gone through it beat by beat? There seemed like there's a lot in there that you enjoyed. There, there are, a, like I said, there's a handful of scenes that I really enjoyed. Like, I mean, as much as you hated it, I enjoyed the dirty, dirty McCruption uh, scene. Dingus McGee. Yeah. I thought that shit was kind of fucking funny. You know, like the captain, all of his dry delivered fucking one-liners were chef's kiss. So good. Uh, There's there a were, lot of, like, you could just watch a Chris Seaver movie and you could watch 90 minutes of that shit. And that's yeah. fine. And I like that. That's fine. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I like, I like Chris Seaver. So yeah, watch world. those movies, though. Don't, you, know? you don't need, that doesn't need to stop this movie to have a little scene like that. Yeah. I have, I, I don't know if I've, like, like, there is movies that we've gone into that have, like, angered us pretty much from the second they started. That's true. And that's fine. Like, I actually almost have more respect for those movies than I do for this one because, like, th- they they kept at it the entire time. Like, there was no moments where you thought, maybe, you know, maybe I might be able to, you know, to, to salvage something out of it. No, they were, th- that mo- those movies were basically fuck you from go. And I'm okay with that. You know, like, yeah, they sucked and they were hard to watch, but well, they weren't pretending to be something, but they weren't more. pretending to be something they weren't, you know, that's really sort of the thing that, that killed this whole movie for me because like you look at the box and it's selling itself as a serious Kaiju movie. And like, frankly, like I, I would have been a million times happier if this had been like a low rent version of suburban Sasquatch. Right. Where at least people were a low rent version of Suburban I know, Sasquatch. I know, and that's saying something because because Suburban Sasquatch is pretty fucking low rent to begin with, as much as I love it, you know. But of course you know what the low rent version of Suburban Sasquatch actually is, and that's Wrath of the Skunk Ape. So <laughs> <laughs> Right in the skunk eye out. Yeah. <laughs> skunky, won't you sing this song, Skunky? The thing look the, the I don't mind the bait and switch so much because all of these movies that, you know, from this production company at this point are just bait and switch movies where they have yeah. a really fancy cover and, you know, they're just made for junk. You know, that's that's fine because I know what to expect. Right. But when you set it up as a tribute to kaiju movies and I have not watched like I've watched a ton, like a plenty of them. I'm not like a huge expert, but I understand that when I watch them, generally you're still like even if the human stuff is interesting, you're waiting for the monsters. Right. You mm-hmm. want to see the monsters fight. And this movie leads up to the monsters fighting. Finally, in like the in the last fifteen minutes, have them do it in a black void. Have them do it in a way that you can't see what's going on. Then promise more, and then fucking cut it off. I mean, yeah. talk about just like spitting in the face of the people watching it. By the way, remember that fucking squid sperm monster? Nothing. We never see that again. We don't never know what the hell happens again. of it. Yeah. So like, and I've seen some pretty fucking like sketchy, uh giant monster movies like i mean fucking reptilicus sure yeah yeah it's it's a hard plastic toy yeah that clearly it's just somebody's holding off camera going you know like shaking it back and forth and i love that i fucking love reptilicus and i understand that it's a shoddy as shit movie but it takes itself seriously where, this, it, where it needs to. If instead of just being against a green screen, they just set up some cardboard fucking cityscape and then just had a guy in his red pajamas and the guy in the monkey suit just wrestle around, that would have been fine. Dude. That's what you kind of would have expected. So Dude. to not even give that. Yeah. If if they if they had fucking kaiju big battled this, yeah, I would have exactly. been. I would have been 
super okay with that. And it would have taken like the same amount of effort. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, yeah. it's not like it would have been a huge amount. Just get some cardboard together, have them wrestle around, have them push them down and knock over some cardboard yeah, fucking it, buildings. It don't even need to look good. In they fact, don't even need to look good. In fact, the, <laughs> in fact, the shot, the shoddier, the shoddier the buildings looked, the funnier it would have been. And it would have been brilliant. And give us an ending. I don't care if you set it up for a Zilla foot too. Don't, don't not give us an ending for the sake of Zilla foot too. Well, we've returned on no budget neighbors, Mo, and you are very angry at this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm even angrier because it's the movie that I suggested. And it's a movie that I own on two fucking formats. I'm not, you know, I like, it's okay. Like I'm, I'm fine with the idea of, of, of owning it on two formats, because like I said, the artwork on the box is fucking phenomenal. The artwork on the box is the best thing about the movie. Well, if you'd like, listeners, I can just send you a high-res image of the fucking cover art, and you'd save yeah. you some time and money. But if you do want to watch Zillafoot, as I mentioned before, it's available can, in the U.S. You can purchase Canada. it off of me on Yeah, Blue you can Red. purchase it off of Mo, especially that VHS tape. No, um, I'm keeping the VHS. Or you can watch it on the Tubi streaming service. It's also available, I think, for purchase on all of the places that you can rent yeah. and purchase movies. It's a, it's a very easy to track down. Yeah. If you fucking want to, but If don't. you want. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to recommend it, but I also know for a fact that every time we say something like, no, you don't want to watch this, it just fucking emboldens people to want to watch it more. So, yeah, you, you know what? You you do you. You've got a free option to watch it. I'm not going to try and stop you. Not that I'd have any way to stop you anyway. You know, I think that travel. would be a good name for listeners of No Budget Nightmares. Sickos. Sickos. Yeah. They're sickos. They're sick. Demented people. <laughs> uh, Mo, Some of them. We didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode, uh, but we are hoping to continue to record episodes of No Budget Nightmares in the future. Yeah, It will not be weekly. No. But we are hoping, we'll try. We can, we're not making any promises. We're going to try to keep it on a semi-monthly basis. I'm going to, basically what it'll be is every three weeks after the release of an episode, I'm going to start bugging Mo about recording. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I feel emboldened to. And yeah. say, hey, is this something you feel like doing? And if you say yes, just like before, then we'll set it up and we'll record. Um, yeah, I mean, just despite how how much pain this movie caused me, I actually am really happy to be back. Like, I do feel like mental health wise, I'm in a significantly better place than I've been for the last few years. So, like, cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to to be doing this again. So, like. It, you know, at the very least, we'll keep it on. We'll try to keep it to a monthly basis. And then right. if things start going well, then, you know, try to try to shoot for like an every other week. But that's a that's a big promise that I'm not willing to make. It's a big promise. And there yet. is we, we like I even though I release episodes of Cinema Smorgasbord every Monday, the effort that has to go into note taking on this is so much larger. We really do. We, we write up everything. So it, yeah. it's, it can be a little bit of a ponderous process. But hopefully people, um, A, if you want to. Uh, support us in the sense of of telling people that No Budget Nightmares has returned. That I'm sure would help. 
you know, getting uh, more of a push towards it, not to give him any more pressure. But if you want to check out, of course, our entire archive of No Budget Nightmares episodes, they're over at NoBudgetNightmares.com. You can, of course, uh, join our Facebook group at No Budget Nightmares, which has somehow stayed semi-active considering that we have not been able... I tried to, you know, I put up a few things, like I put up the Clownado commentary that we did and, you know, odds and ends. I like to to, to keep people as engaged as I can over there. I got to tell you, like, I'm really proud of that group. Like, you know, like the fact that, like, I mean, I'm sure there's people on there who at this point don't even realize that this is a podcast. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and they just think that it's a group for no-budget cinephiles, you know? Sure. And that's fine. I have no problem with with it being that way. And, of course, we've got the people who only seem to post to promote their own videos or their own movies, which, again, I'm totally fine with. I actually love that. Did you see that one someone posted yesterday? It's this French-Canadian guy who posted a trailer that he made entirely in CG. And this halfway through the trailer, it has a, a CG dick coming all over the place. That's fantastic. I, I, did, I did not watch that, but... Bleep, 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 bleep. I'm gonna I, re- I replied to it. I was I was like, that's the first time I ever on YouTube saw a CG dick come. And he responded with kind of semi-broken English because he's French-Canadian. With It's like, my first movie, all in CG. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, boy. Good for you. Keep up the good work. I love it. Thank you. But I think, Mo, that we're done for I now we're done i'm not sure if we're going to move on to captain cosmotic next uh i want let's let's see how things go and yeah. how people respond to this that's you gonna like... be a big undertaking you know because yeah. because we, we, we like we've we've established pretty long time ago that covering foreign films that the, the not in english at all is really tough for us because taking notes on a film that that you actually have to like pay attention to everything that's going on, including the dialogue, is it it just it doubles the amount of time it takes. It, for it, us it to... does. I want to make it clear: we're not not we watch movies with subtitles all, all the time. time. This, all this the time. is not a knock against that. It's the idea not that all. it's hard to it's hard to describe it in a lot of detail, and we can't use sound clips. We've done it before. I mean, we covered Necromantic and a yeah. number of movies like that, but it does make it a little more difficult. It makes it a lot and more And that one is a little yeah. bit extra difficult because it's a movie that nobody else can see. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, so so we, we will get to it at some point, but it, it probably won't be the next one. No, but... Yeah. Uh, but I think, Mo, I think we've done our due diligence. We've talked for a very long time about yeah. this terrible movie. But uh, I think it's probably good to wrap it up. If people want to check you out anywhere, is there a place that people can still uh, follow you online? Nope. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, maybe at some point I might go back to, uh, I might go back to Twitch. Um, in which case, it's it's just twitch.com slash Helvita. Uh, I've got a Discord that we regularly play games in and watch movies and, and we get together every Wednesday and Friday. Uh, well, and some of us on Saturdays for AEW. So if you're into wrestling, you know, hit me up, I'll send you an invite. Um, and I went to forbidden door too. I know that's awesome. I'm so fucking jealous. Yeah, it was great. It was oh, actually that whole fun. Oh, that whole thing was so fucking good. Yeah. And that Kenny Omega will Osprey match was pretty sweet. <laughs> I am. I'm sure, man. Uh, yeah, and Mo, uh, normally I'd also uh, direct people to my Twitter account, but it recently was banned forever from the Twitter platform. <laughs> so 
yeah, how how did you manage that? So what happened was uh, it wasn't anything too recent. Uh, at some point in the past, it was a double thing. One is I told a Nazi to die slowly, which is a no no. And yeah, the no, other no. You one, can't, you can't, you can't disparage Nazis on Twitter. Yeah, I know. And the other one was that someone did ask me a fuck Mary kill question about three authors, and I said I would kill J.K. Rowling, which of course. That also triggered the stuff. So it was a double whammy. And I had been suspended before. Um, and so because I'd been suspended before, there was um, it was like a three strikes and you're out. You're just, I got my account got completely shut down. But you're on Blue Sky, though, right? I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Threads. But I mean, who knows how that shit's going to go? Yeah, I'm, 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 even, I'm, I'm over still on the Cinema Smorgasbord Twitter account. But uh, but nobody will follow me because they're like, I don't give a shit about a fucking uh, uh, account for a podcast. Right. There's still the No Budget Nightmares uh, Twitter account as well at No Budget Podcast, so you can always... Oh, that's the other thing, by the way. I think I said earlier, NoBudgetNightmares.com will go to No Budget Nightmares, the podcast, but NoBudgetPodcast.com is the main one. None of this matters, Mo. I think we need to wrap this shit up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. We're going to be back very soon, I hope, with another low-budget classic. Do we? Did we have... What did we say at the end of the episodes? I can't even remember. I just say goodnight. Good night. Good night, everybody. Sir, SATCOM just updated us with images of the UFO. Jesus Christ. Get the ERU war room ready. ERU war room? It, it hasn't been used in years. I mean, what, what are the chances that it's going to- Did I gonna... stutter for? Double time. I need access to those records ASAP. Yes, sir.